on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Matt and Nick have a ridiculous amount of Star Wars topics to spit at you, so prepare for more hot air than usual. They'll of course lead with the infamous breakdown segment for the latest episode of The Bad Batch. You know, the poncho one. They will then dive headfirst into the shallow end and start riffing on some Kenobi set leaks and casting updates. Then they'll turn their sights to the Andor series, which is rumored to be getting a few Rogue One characters in its cast. Thanks to Tem, they'll also have some concrete timelines for the Book of Boba Fett, at least in terms of its setting. And before they rattle off all the new Black Series and Hot Toys figures to collect or vomit over, they'll discuss a new rumor for the Ahsoka series about an important character from her past. Of course, the show will end with this week's fan segment, which includes fan responses to this week's question and our top five fan artist features, which will also have two fan shot critiques. Phew! Punch it, Chewie! stops and there's nothing for like five seconds and then it's like hey <laughs> now. hey now hey everybody just like we were talking uh, oh my goodness sorry <laughs> nick and i were <laughs> uh, i was trying to explain to nick before uh, the hey now moment of of how poor our transition is on the live stream from the you know our announcers opening to the actual hey now and i was doing it right before it actually clicked over so that's why i had a little bit of a laughing hey now but i'm here i am composed now hey now everybody all right the star wars time show is back in full for the first time in like what shit five weeks or something nick is here from the get-go i'm here from the get-go no guests no bullshit no ad reads you're just getting pure matt and nick aka the dude bros of the star wars time show so um i don't know it feels good feels nice to just have a little bit of a uh kind of a chill episode planned yeah, i mean there, there's a, a some normal one again. yeah there, there's uh I, i'd say the most amount of topics we've had since the end of the mandalorian at least season two mm-hmm. uh and there's a lot of meaty ones I and mean, there's a lot of collecting ones that you know we'll gloss over because we we do know a lot of our fans are into the collection addiction like myself i still can't shake it nick even when I know I shouldn't be getting some of these re-releases, I, I literally, it's like I had to grab my hand and get off the mouse and it still went over and I still bought some, but I'll be talking about that <laughs> later. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff to get into. But before we do that, I do want to ask you about something. Yes. Uh, some current event shit, because that, that's kind of what we get into. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I just, I don't know, before we went live, I was checking our, our stories and uh, I shared a a pride piece today. I yeah. think from SpaceX photos. It's it very nicely done. You know, all the Jedi and Force users were were making the rainbow, and uh, they're like, "Yeah, hey, this is great. Thanks for being an ally, even if the comments get a little off off kilter." And I went and read some of the comments, and sure enough, it's like, why why do people? And and I'm gonna call it out. Like, it has to be white men. <laughs> but why do white men get so upset when other groups? get a month of recognition like i I do not get it man they get like everyone's important shut the fuck up it's like okay 
chill. I, yeah, uh, the I only don't... people, uh, these are my opinions, but to me, the only people that react that way are angry white people, but probably angry white men. It's just like, who cares if, if LGBTQ or the alphabet mafia, as they call themselves, who cares if they get a month? It's great. Like, I mean, how can people, especially white men, not understand that every day is our fucking day in this country? Like, yeah. Enjoy I, I, it. Don't get mad that other people get a little recognition or, you know, some communities make art for it. It's like, what? Why do people focus on that shit? You know what? I am an angry man, right? <laughs> you know this, Nick. Yeah. Our yeah. fans know this. I am angry as fuck, but, but not at stuff like that. I mean, I, I'm angry at, at collecting toys, at toy photography, at not being able to use a screwdriver without feeling like sticking it into my eye. That's the <laughs> shit I get angry about. Like, I would never think to dedicate an ounce of thought to the fact that other groups besides my own are getting recognized. Like, good for them. Who gives a shit? I don't you know, know, man. I, I feel lucky in a way because I I could have easily been one of that number. You know, I grew up my entire life. <laughs> I know. Dude, I'm still I, I am always amazed <laughs> that you. Grew, I mean, this guy grew up in like the fucking bayou of yeah. Louisiana. I mean, he'll he's talked about before. I mean, it sounds like his parents are pretty normal. Yeah. But you said like even been. even one uh, relative away, it starts getting into the go now, get out, crawl here, get Right. I mean, you got like Ed Ogeron is in your family. Exactly. I definitely have people in my family that have that (laughs) speech pattern. But yeah, I mean, I grew up in the South my whole life. I still live in the South. Technically, I'm in Texas. I mean, Austin is as blue as you can get in the South, but still here in the South. I don't know. And from sixth grade through high school, I went to Catholic school. Oh, my God. I, I, I forget that about you. Yeah. I mean, it was very easy. It would have been very easy for me to fall into that demographic of like people who just have an inordinate amount of hate for stuff like this for like Pride Month or for like Black History Month. I've always said, man, like, like, I don't know. I don't give a fuck what anyone does as long as they're not breaking the law or fucking with me. Yeah. Like do whatever you want. Whatever makes you happy, whatever gets you through this shitty world every day great what why should it bother me so anyways that was just a little rant but the real thing i wanted to talk about outside of just shitty people nick uh secured the newest ratchet and clank right i did not not ratchet and clank which us star wars fans would love i'd love a ratchet and clank if you don't know what i'm talking about you're not a real fan you don't watch my breakdowns and you don't like the bad batch but anyways nick got the the new ratchet and clank and and if you if you're in gaming if you're someone like me you still got contacts in, in gaming media Last week, there was a huge buzz around Ratchet & Clank for the PS5. It's it's the first true PS5 exclusive, right? I mean, it, there's yes. not a PS4 version. This was... Not a PS4. It's an actual next fucking gen title, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is crazy to think considering the consoles came out, what, six months ago. Um, but they're finally coming in. And anyways, everyone's like, oh, Ratchet & Clank, Ratchet & Clank, finally, 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 the consoles finally are getting a game that lets them shine and shows people why they should be uh, you know waiting in lines online and fighting the box to try and get one uh, you know but I'm, I'm still someone's like hey great i'm not going to read someone's review because it'll taint my own opinion yeah um but nick did secure it 
mm-hmm. procured it, as we should say, and he's been playing it, and he did kind of chime in yesterday, and it sounds like your opinion of the game is falling in line with the masses here, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really does, because I've played my PS5 a lot. I've played a lot of games on it. I've played Ghost of Tsushima, which is obviously a PS4 that's enhanced. I've played uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which is, again, has enhancements for the PS5. Um, I played a little bit of Assassin's Creed Valhalla and and by far and away, Ratchet and Clank Rifts Apart or Rift Apart is is the best game on PS5, not only in terms of like visual fidelity, but also just like fun gameplay. Yeah, um, I, I've heard that, you know, obviously, if, if you have a PS5 or if you haven't, you've probably heard that its controller can be game changing yeah in terms of of, of gameplay and and there you know that you had that built that baked in game what was it called like the robot astros Astro, playground astros play World. and it, yeah. if you actually went through it i mean it's it's somewhat of a legit platformer for it is. free but it, it was specifically created to i don't know maybe to show gamers but maybe also developers like hey this is what you can do with your gameplay with this controller to yeah. make it more immersive so i've heard uh, Ratchet and Clank does that well, but you were telling mm-hmm. me yesterday, just visually, it's it's absolutely absolutely crazy it, looking, right? It's stunning. Like it, imagine the best animated series or movie you've ever seen in terms of like visual fidelity of the animation. Ratchet and Clank is not only better than that in its cinematics, but it's better than that in its just straight up gameplay and. It's seamless. Like when you go from cutscene no to loads, gameplay, nothing right. There's no there's no loads, but it also like there's no change in visual fidelity. So like there's when I first started playing the game, like you're you're kind of going through cutscenes and stuff like that. I didn't even realize that I was playing at some points because like you go seamlessly from a cutscene into the gameplay, and I'm just like holding the forward stick because like you know I'm, my hands just kind of idle there. And then all of a sudden I realized like, oh, I'm actually walking through this room and like. So have you been able to pick up on any of their tricks to load environments? Did they do any tricks that are noticeable or is it that seamless? No, dude, it's just that seamless. That's crazy, man. It's actually insane. That is some compute power at work right there. Yeah. And, And one of the coolest things that like that the game does is it it has this rift mechanic where it's. The closest that I can describe to it is like portal. Like, you know, in portal, you can shoot, basically shoot a hole in a wall and then you can walk through to the next room. Well, this rift mechanic is basically like you're walking through the world and then all of a sudden you see like a rift on the other side of like a platform or something. And instead of having to platform jump there, you like send out a tether and you just pull yourself to like you pull yourself through the level, like to the next part of it. And it like at the first time you do it, it's kind of disorienting because you like all of a sudden like you throw out this tether and then you're just at the next. So part are you saying at- it like half baked? You should do it on weed. Yeah, if you. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like. Have John you ever Stewart looked at the from- back of a twenty dollar bill on weed? <laughs> yeah, just like John Stewart from Half Baked. Like you have I to- need a bacchiata me. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in so long. Dude, kill, a so kill. kill a kill. Kill a kill. It's so funny. One Taylor of the best, one of the best year. stoner movies ever made. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Nick. Tangent but, uh, time. I mean, the the game, the gameplay itself is fantastic. The visual fidelity is fantastic. The 
Like everything about it is. Do you great. have to like, be a Ratchet and Clank fanboy to no. enjoy it? Okay. Because that's what I was going to say as well. Is like I've only ever played one other Ratchet and Clank game. This was decades ago, and like I like I was never really attached to the franchise. I had no like I hadn't played a like a plat like a three D platform. Yeah, it's a three D like platform. I mean, it it pulls its roots from the early days of when Mario Brothers went three D yes. and. I remember exactly. you have to like collect nuts and shit, right? Yeah, like that's still yeah. a part of the game. That's how you, that's like your currency. So like I had never been attached to the franchise, but then after like literally the reason that I bought it was like, like you mentioned it, you're like, man, Bratchet and Clank's getting some, some hot it press. Was, it was like, I mean, you know, sometimes I can, I can tell when people are going over the top in the gaming community, but it was just, yeah. it was universal. This yeah. is the shit. And then I saw, uh, like, I saw G4. So Adam Sessler at G4 put out his review on it, and then they did like a gameplay stream. And I was like, okay, this looks cool. So I got it, and I was like, wow, this. Uh, it almost makes me want to go back and play the older games, but like, I know that I can't do that because if you know my first yeah, experience with yeah, Ratchet Clank is now, it. yeah, you can't do it. You can't. Do yes, it. you can't do it. But no, it's. I would say that if you are a fan of like just fun kind of run around shoot 'em up platformer style games get this game because it's just like it's unmatched right now in terms of all right i'm, I'm sold i mean i i'm going through mass effect legendary which i i'm going to call nick out on this all right i'm like hey dude <laughs> mass effect legendary you gonna check it out he's like i've already played that game i'm not replaying i'm like okay mr kotor five thousand times played <laughs> on 50 different platforms plus sw swator yeah. multiple playthroughs give me a break don't make me feel bad because I want to see how my man Commander Shepard's doing again after almost 13, 14 years. Um, but no, I've, I've been enjoying I love Mass Effect. The I mean, only that one that I would play again is two. Like, I really don't have any desire to play one or three again. Not that they were bad, but like two is just like the clear standout of that franchise. One started it all, though. That's that's what laid down the groundwork. That's how you learned I, about Shepard and the Reapers. I know, but it was just like it, it was unquestionably not as good. But well, I don't know. How the I mean, fuck like, would you know that if that's the first game out? I bet the first time you played it, you're like, yeah, this is sweet. And then the second one comes out, you're like, wow, this is better. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's what happens but the third one came out and i was like this is not as good this is i not don't know i i i love matt i love it i love the trilogy i still can't believe a movie was never uh, made based on this property it's just to me it's perfect science fiction and this is a a remaster that they actually dumped some dollars into so yeah. i mean uh, that's I, why ea has made no star wars games because yeah. they just had studios dedicated to that's making fine. mass effect I'll look take prettier. It. it looks damn good i mean for for a 2007 <laughs> game running on the series x it, it there's almost no loading yeah. although i do believe they removed mining from mass effect one which is one of my favorite things to do after a pen or two at night was to just sit there and shoot probes that fucking planets to gather resources. I don't know if anyone remembers that from Mass Effect 1, but that was one of my favorite features. So, yeah. all right, there, there's your gaming updates and random life updates and me telling you how you should live your life update. Because um, everyone wants to be perfect like <laughs> myself. Uh, all right, man, let's get into Bad Batch. I just really no other random shit I want to riff on outside of the fact that 
my Instagram, my personal Instagram is hemorrhaging followers because Ooh. I just don't fucking post anymore. It's like, I don't know if all my bots are jumping ship or if people really go, you know what? This guy hasn't posted. I'm going to unfollow, which I think is highly unlikely. That's yeah. No, people uh, don't like, I don't know about anybody else, but I don't pair through followers it, on it, any platform. Yeah, please. If you do, you've got some serious fucking problems. Like, yeah. Like, like way more than I do fun. about my my Star Wars narcissism. Like you've got some serious issues if you go through and try to find people that have unfollowed you. Yeah, it's, um, it's weird. It's weird, man. Yeah, I, I, I hope to I hope to get back to it because that damn the the toy pile is getting bigger and bigger again. I tried a trick of just hiding some in drawers, so it's just out of sight, out of mind. Uh, but new ones have have piled up in their place, so it's time oh, no. to get at it. But. Right now, I'm essentially a, a single dad working with a five-year-old now that the wife is back in the office. So, I'm not really expecting much camera time coming up. All right? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with Joe. The real fans are here, even if, even if it's like three. F cool. the rest. We're cool with that. Oh, to nine. we got some good news for those of you that uh, aren't real fans and aren't in our Discord. Uh, we made the announcement there. I think that's the only place we announced it. But yes. Thanks to my excellent reads and Nick's little skit on Instagram, we have secured a real deal partnership with Manscaped. So kudos to us. Yes. We give no thanks to anybody but ourselves. That's how we do it over here. So Nick, uh, congratulations. You're awesome. Matt, you're awesome too. Thanks, Matt. You got it. We're great. We're great. Pat on the back. Right. Um, so now, yeah, 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 our th- ad thank will you pick to back up next month. Right, yeah. So we're actually going to get like a, a real deal, like someone is actually sponsoring the show. So yeah. uh, I, I'm quite proud of that. It's like I, when I told Nick, I think it was Friday night or Saturday, he's like, go ahead and pour yourself a drink tonight. <laughs> someone is actually going to pay us to do this dumb fucking show. Yeah, yeah. So it's really <laughs> nice. I pre- like. I don't know... Uh, who in the community bought? All I know is Tones for sure did because yes, he sent sir. us the receipt of his purchase. Sir, so yes, Tones, sir. Thank, thank you. Um, and that's and what we expect. We that expect that type of fealty that you you report back your, your purchases. Yeah. Like that's how you get to stay in the club. You have to show yeah. us the receipts from Man's Game. <laughs> I know, right? That's that's the way. But the uh. ad reads will pick up again in July. Hopefully we we can uh, do a little uh, some fun little things with them, but we'll see. And then uh, the the offer code will be live again in July. So for those of you out there who did not take advantage during the first month, yeah, and no. uh, we're, we're, thinking we're about just it. we're just as Tones would say, we're just taking a piss. We we do appreciate all those of you that that helped us get there. Yeah. Um, uh, hopefully, me badgering some of my friends wasn't the wasn't the, the reason, reason because manscapes going to be shocked next month when we sell like a dollar 50 yeah uh so what we're saying without saying it wink wink is uh maybe start looking into some of those recurring purchases from manscaped.com <laughs> yeah. like like lotions or pick your ball smells and <laughs> body wash or some shave gel or something like that because i will yeah. say our terms are our terms are ice thin basically they're like yeah, yeah guys um if you fuck up it's gone like this, yeah. this is no there's no long-term commitments here so yeah but uh no it's it, it was very uh. surprising to us regardless yeah, no, it was uh, nice. of how we got it that we got it at all we were both under the impression that like yeah 
This will be a one month trial deal, and they'll be like, "Thanks, but well, no thanks." I mean, not even that. I was, I was when he first asked, like, "Hey guys, are you interested?" But first, you got to send me your numbers. I'm like, "Okay, here you go, pal. Yeah. Have fun with this shitty low number podcast." And then he came back. He's like, "Oh yeah, hell yeah, you're approved." I go, "What?" It's like that was like confused. He's like, "Are you sure uh, you're not talking about somebody else?" Yeah, it's like, "All right, but no, we we have an official sponsor there now, a Star Wars Toy Story. There you go, the crop preserver. That's what we need. Make sure to use SWTS starting in July because I think they turned the code off now, but our our real deal promotion will start in July. Yep. And if we give them a good ROI, it'll continue into the fall. So, uh, there's that news for you. All right, man, let, let's Star Wars it up. It's time for some Star Wars, I think. Yes, let's do it. We got a lot of shit to talk about and too much daylight to do so. <laughs> All right, so the way we've been doing it these past few weeks, because the Bad Batch is in season, we're going to go ahead and start with our breakdown of the Bad Batch S1E7, a.k.a. Battle Scars, a.k.a. the one with the poncho guy. Oh, poncho man. So first to start out, um, was it me or you? Did I take Rex to the bank or did you take Rex to the bank? You remember, did. You did. All right, I, so, was, I was swayed whew. by the, the cape and everything else. I thought ah! it was going to be. Ah, I had to do my New Zealand warrior dance right there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, see, when we hedge our bets, we always win. So we were definitely correct on the mystery man. I took yep. Rex. I made Nick take bail just in case. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tones actually, after the show, he had it. He had a good lead until I was like, no, no, no. They they said him, they said him, they said him. But he actually showcased, uh, it was it was uh, maybe something Hera used to wear. It was like a hooded poncho. It was a it was like the it was Ahsoka. Ahsoka in one of the Rebels episodes had like a very similar poncho oh, the, with the hood okay. up and stuff like that. So. Yeah, for whatever reason, he found a screenshot of Hera looking at this thing, and it very much looked like the the outlines of some of the garb you saw on the hologram. But I was sticking to my guns and the him. That's why I watch with closed captioning, not because I'm deep, but because I like the small details. And Tone already called himself out in the chat, and that's why I love this guy because I, I was getting ready to. Not really to give him a tongue lashing, like not going back to the the Boba Fett disaster. Um, <laughs> but but we I, I, we're going to feature his response to the fan question, and and he he misspoke about one of the monsters in the episode, and I was going to save it for that to be like, hey tones, watch my fucking videos, pal, because I I cleared this thing up. Uh, but he actually he owned himself in the chat. That's why he's a good he's a good chap as they like to say across the pond. Uh, but he did he did realize, if he watched my video, that the monster in that episode was indeed a Dianoga and not a Rathtar. And that was yeah. only because of the closed captioning. But like Tones was originally thinking, and you'll, you'll see this in the fan uh, response segment at the end of the show, he was thinking it, 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 it was a Rathtar, but should have been a, a Dianoga because, you know, Dianogas like to live in swampy shit and eat trash. Yep. Um, and it was. It really was. And I actually, in my video, I'm like, yo, why didn't they give us the eye if they're going to call it a Dianoga? So that's what I was wondering, too, is like, it's clearly like you could even tell, like, as soon as they walked up, of course, but as soon as we walked up, and they were like, stay above the water. Right. You're like, okay. Well, you could even like, yeah, happen. you even saw like the water moving a bit. Yeah. And I was like, all right, th this is definitely going to be the thing. And when I grabbed him and I still didn't see the eyes, like, is it? And then 
in the closed captioning, it's like Dianoga Roar, Dianoga Roar. I'm like, all right, yeah. well, there you go. So unless they've gone back and edited it, I can tell you last Friday that that monster was indeed a Dianoga. Are you sure it wasn't a water Sarlacc? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, apparently Sarlaccs are as big as fucking caverns. So, I mean, you just, you never know how the canon can kind of... Uh, it's very malleable in Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> it's very malleable. Take new shapes if need yeah. to be. <laughs> <clears throat> it's all right, Tones. I get it. But you better you, you better start watching those fucking videos when I post them in the Discord. Um, all right, man. So uh, just overall impressions. You know, if you're new here, we take really, uh break down the episode in full by starting with our general impressions of its merits. And then we get into some of the eggs references and then key moments that uh, may be important down the road or at least important for the narrative itself. Um, overall, another great episode. I mean, I, I really have not been disappointed yet by the Bad Batch. We talk about it all the time. I'm not in the, the filler crowd. A Star Wars tale is a Star Wars tale. I'll watch it. I'll consume it. I'll think about it. And I will discuss it. Uh, obviously, having the Captain show back up is, is key and probably propelled this episode beyond uh, for most people because it, it seems a lot of a lot of Star Wars fans typically like when familiarity comes back into these new things. Yeah. They don't like a lot of world building or new characters. Uh, so I, I could see why this episode would definitely be um, at the top of the list of, of, of most fans out there. But I, I just, I, I, I think Rex's inclusion and just some of the little nuances we got from him were just fucking fantastic. A great little bridge bridge gap or gap bridger from his final moments in the clone wars to now uh, kind of getting an idea of what rex has been up to um also while pushing the overall plot especially with the end right there when they were uh, kind of caught out or sniffed out by the scrappers guild um i don't know i just i, I enjoyed it i loved i loved rex's introduction uh, it was very kind of badass right you know the, the dude in the cloak sitting there he just peeks his eyes out then once an Athorian starts giving him shit he blasts him uh, <laughs> very you know it's very star wars cantina ish type of stuff right yeah it was, it it was very star like wars a, a bit of lord of the rings feel too like when they first see yeah uh, uh, strider or whatever the hell they call it. is it strider rider what, what's his fucking name strider yeah it's strider right yeah strider not the game Strider for Nintendo, but Not. he was actually Aragorn Strider. Yeah. I dude, I used to know so much Tolkien shit. It's dude, just I just watched so bit of a tangent, but I just there's this guy. His name is Corey. He's a professor of Tolkien lore at at, at a university, and he for Wired he did two. Like answering fan questions okay. about Tolkien. So like lore. some deep nerdy shit. Like oh like, yeah, like deep, like deep even cuts. beyond the Silmarillion, like into the the Book of Unfinished Tales, like all. Yeah, those. he's like, oh yeah, in Appendix A of this <laughs> and this and this, and it clearly says this. So like he he basically like solicits questions from the fans, and it could be like easy stuff, or it could be like really fucking deep in the woods stuff. And it, he, right now, I think there's like 40 minutes of answers that he's done. The last one he did was January. And I listened to him yesterday. And I was like, man, this shit like makes me hyped for Lord of the Rings content again. And well, you know, I, supposedly Amazon is is dumping billions of dollars. Oh, in, yeah, dude, into, 500 into, million for the first season alone. Yeah. That, that I mean, that includes 250 million that they paid for the rights just to make it. But still. Right. 
Yeah, I mean they're they're, uh, you know, they're saying, not afraid to dump cash into this. Let's let's no. just hope it gets a little more positive response than another expensive series that has already fizzled out in <laughs> Jupiter's legacy. And yeah. before people start laughing at that, like, hey, I, I've heard all the reviews and shit, but you know my stance on that is like I'm still gonna check it out. I'm not someone who's just like reads people like, oh, it fucking sucks, blah, and I'm just like, no, okay, I'm done. I still want to investigate, and and I've started watching it. Yes, some of the costume decisions are atrocious. Like, yeah. like do Hamill as the old guy and like fake beards. Okay, like someone should get slapped for that shit. And the CG definitely is not Star Wars volume esque. But I think overall, the, the the story and what they're trying to tell is is actually pretty interesting. It's pretty yeah. violent. It's pretty edgy in terms of like you know drugs and sex and this and that. And yeah. I was actually impressed by it and I was pretty sad. So you've seen, you've watched all eight then. I haven't watched all eight. I've gotten we're yeah, I think more I'm than up, halfway through. I'm up to four, I believe. Yeah. I'm, I'm either at five or six and I would like, dude, I liked the story and that's the, that's the thing that I was going to say is like the costumes look dumb. And I, I feel like what they tried, like they tried to get too close to the boys Yeah, in terms of like how things looked um and that's where they kind of got kicked in the nuts and i will agree that that josh dumal or dumel however you say his name and then leslie bibb as like these older characters like their aged self looks like yeah they and, look and they're actually good actors like they, they, they act, like there's good acting in this series too it's just they made a few weird visual choices but I actually read, I, I guess the true reason it got canned is because it ballooned in costs. It was like over $200 million. Oh, wow. uh, Denight, the guy that was first running it, he eventually left. They had to bring someone in. So it sounds like it wasn't so much the negative critical response. The cost. It was more the cost and the production was yeah. a pain in the ass. And they're probably like, fuck you guys. Yeah. Apparently Netflix is going to, is not completely killing yeah, that genre. They're sticking like they're with- do a- the like guys, super right, right. super crooks or, or some shit. Yeah. So, I mean, it's disappointing. I'm going to, I'm going to finish the season knowing that we're not going to get a follow up, and I'm not going to go read the fucking graphic novels that it's based on. Uh, but I don't know. That's just one of those deals where it's, yeah. it's funny how if, if an internet thing gets started, especially with, you know, with reviews and that's why people review bomb. Cause they know it fucking works with a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of like, oh, this shit's stupid. Don't waste your time. Even Stump by is like, this looks like fucking shit. It's garbage. And I know who did the stunts and blah. He's like, it's so dumb. It got canceled. He's laughing. I was like, I, I still want to check it out. And like yeah. I said, I think I'm three or four in and I'm committed. It, it's it's good enough. It's fucking not real life and it's on TV. I'm all for it. I don't want to watch real life TV. Go fuck yourself. Like, I, I know that like the comparison to that show is always going to be the boys and like i don't get that they're just it's like so it's, different it, thank you it, it's it, it's not like, even close like the boys yeah. is straight up x-rated superheroes like yeah. fucked up if superheroes were fucked up yeah this like, they are i get you they are a little more um edgy violent they're a little more human right like yeah. they're, 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 they 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 show their human emotions more than a superman would or a or a batman this type of shit that's why i liked it is because it was it's still a superhero narrative right but it's more of a drama versus a just fucking testosterone filled in your face over the top gore fest i love the boys i, mean, I ain't talking shit um 
like the boys can get like to me we're almost finished season two and like at times it just gets tiring because it's just like it's just violence for the sake of violence which like i'm i'm I'm, I'm all about that, that like, though. I, I am a demented individual. I mean, yeah. I, I love glorified violence. I mean, decapitations, like, despinings. Like, I, I don't mind it, but at certain points, it's just like, dude, this is just like, like it's just <laughs> stupid at this point. And then, yeah. like, I also feel like in the boys, like, the narrative stalls. Like, even with, like, the short number of episodes per season, because the episodes are so long, you feel like if you have a two episode stretch where like the narrative stalls, it really fucking yeah. drags. I guess that, that's the one good thing about Legacy is they're they're 45 minutes or less. Yeah, I mean, they, they're they like, could do. Zoop, yeah, they zoop, do whatever zoop, time zoop. they want. Super quick. So uh, we're getting I guess we, we we've we've touched on some things with the fans here. Uh, both Rick Emmert, J- Joe, who's Klondike and a star wars toy story all on the live stream here if you ever want to join us we typically are on youtube tuesday afternoons you can join the live stream they're all uh you know some are saying legacy's stupid but they're all saying sweet tooth sweet tooth sweet tooth which is definitely on yeah. my radar i mean that, that's an rdj produced property i believe it's based on a dc comic it's mm-hmm. the one where you like uh, humans start to uh, evolve evolve into, into beasts almost uh yeah that, that's definitely on the list here so, um, all right. Well, I guess we should talk some Star Wars. But yeah, Star Wars Holocron, definitely interested in that LOTR animated movie yeah, uh, as well. A- anything Hero. Lord of the Rings, I'm all for. It's just, it, it's yeah. died off since Jackson finished The Hobbit. It's just, it's so, it's such an old property that unless yeah. something is in in the mainstream, it, it, there's really nothing to, to talk about. Yeah. I mean, maybe once the, uh, once the LOTR narrative picks up on Amazon's side, then Matt and I may have a few more tangents in, in Tolkien's realm at that point. Yeah, I, I mean, think it, we're still a year out from that release. Thanks to Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings skyrocketed up my list of these are things that make my life whole. And it, I mean, Star Wars is always going to be number one, but Lord of the Rings is like a one and a half. Yeah, because uh, I went nuts after those movies about all the books, all the unfinished books. I mean, that's just why I had a shitty college GPA, because all <laughs> I would do is sit in class and fucking read random Tolkien musings about how he formed the dwarven language. Yeah, exactly. It, like, or, or why the dwarfs look this way because of this or that. It's like there's, there's such a fucking history. All right, man, let's really let's get, get back down. to our Star Wars stuff here. OK, yes. So Bad Batch, Battle Scars. We both enjoyed it, right? We, yes. we, we both enjoyed it. So let's kind of get down into some of the eggs and references. Easy ones here, obviously, right from the get-go. I'm not going to lie, Nick, on my notepad, when they did that just eye reveal, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, is that Ahsoka? Because <laughs> if you look, the eyes are overly large, and the skin does look a little orange, the way it is presented, the tone and everything. But obviously we find out it's our boy, the captain. Yeah. He's yeah. back. He was the one the Martez sisters were talking to last week. And, and sure as shit, for those of you that think these are just filler, I mean, they're progressing things pretty quickly, right? I mean, yeah. it was just last week. They're like, hey, we found some rogue clones we thought you may be interested in. And lo and behold, guess who's hanging out in Sid's diner or whatever, hangout bar uh, by episode seven, our buddy Captain Rex. That was the surprise. I was really thinking that given the longer... I guess the, the 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 larger episode count in this show that we would take a little bit longer to get to that immediate follow up, but no, they they fucking hit it right away. So 
It was nice to see, though. I mean, I know that a lot of people were talking about filler this and filler that. So those of you who are bitching about it, you can't really bitch about this one. No. Yeah. And Rex is a fucking man. G1 for life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hideous is it. Hideous wants to start shitting all over the new Zalbar Black Series figure. Don't worry. That, that, that's, <laughs> we're saving that for the end. But that is one of the worst looking figure reveals I've ever seen. Uh, all right. Moving on with our list of eggs and references. Oh, little one there for you, Tones Buddy. All right, the uh, Mantel mix. Now, I, I'll be honest, I did notate it because I was like, ah, they're really going out of the way to fucking feature this Mantel mix. It could yeah. mean something. And sure as shit, one of our diehards in our Discord chimed in in our spoiler channel and said, hey, the Mantel mix is just like the Outpost mix from Galaxy's Edge. And that was Scion XTC. So thank you, sir. I didn't have to do any research on my notes. <laughs> it was done for me. That's how I like it. Handed uh, to him. On and apparently, uh, according to Bat, another one of our more active fans, it's disgusting. So, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I would. You haven't had it, Mr. Disney? I have not, okay. but the, the food that we did have at Galaxy's Edge was probably the best, what they, what they call in Disney quick service food that you can get in any of the Did parks. you eat in the, in the cantina then, or did you eat at like the Ronto Roast or whatever the fuck it's called? So we went to Oga's Cantina and had drinks there. Uh, the drinks were actually pretty cool and good. I almost got kicked out because my 20-year-old uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, cousin I remember was that. with was with us and Breaking Taylor and I just kind Breaking of tucked her behind us and we were passing her alcohol and we we got scolded um but we did eat at, we did eat at the like the the sit down place which I think is the Ronto roast yeah it's Ronto something or they have like a big fake Ronto leg yes yes we ate there Taylor had like a shrimp and noodle dish and I had the pot roast and they were both fucking delicious so and then well, it probably well cost you $50 for the meal. But hey, the, 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 we money, the, money doesn't matter when you're at Disney, right? You just I will let, say it, let that it flow. Because we had like, usually when we go, we'll buy the uh, like the meal pass, like the Disney meal pass. So I think it's like 300 bucks or $400 per person. But you get you get to eat in all the parks for free. Like once you pay that, like yeah, the, it's the three hundred. You're do, you're do, you're returning to your big Caminita family trip this fall, right? Yes, we're going in November again. So, right. um, where you, you always go to Florida, so like the one that's just going to be loaded with crazy yeah. people and COVID. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, well, well, I can't. I like I told you offline. I'm I'm being coerced into going to amusement park myself. I mean. You know, some people, once these new regs came out from the CDC, they're like, yeah, party on Wayne. It's like, OK, <laughs> all right. I mean, Cedar Point's in a, a part of Ohio where I'm sure there's not a lot of uh, vaccinations taking place. But what do I know? Who gives a shit? I'm vaccinated. Fuck the kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck those kids. They're they're impervious to this type of shit. I mean, I am kind of looking forward to it. It's just, it worries me a bit because we, we just can't trust our fellow Americans here. But anyways, all right. Up next in our round of eggs in Star Wars references for Battle Scars. Um, Bracca, 
All right. I mean, this this was a planet specifically created for Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, and even on the planet, you could see a bunch of the uh, Venator class uh, Star Destroyers or Republic cruisers, Jedi cruisers, as they were called in the show. Yep. Uh, so clearly a nice reference there. This is one that I liked. Again, a great little crossover tie into the Clone Wars. You get to see that Rex is still whipping his BTL that he uh, kind of jacked from that cruiser that he and Ahsoka were on when Order 66 kicked off. And then uh, Jesse and the rest of the 332nd tried to murder them. Yeah. Uh, so that just I, I, I like that little shit. I mean, it's just little shit that people probably don't even notice. Uh, it wasn't even mentioned in the official StarWars.com trivia recap for this episode. So that's how I know I I should have that person's job because I do better recaps with these little nuances than they do. Um, but no, I, I, I like that he kept it and it looks like, you know, it even, he's still sporting the Republic crest is still on there. Yep. Um, you would think considering he's definitely being a rebel at this point, uh, that they might have, uh, repainted it at least. Or maybe, I would say color change. Yeah. Maybe, maybe ditch the logo, but Hey, it's Rex, right? Yeah, man, he's like you said, he's still fighting for the Republic in the in the show. In this episode, he mentions that he's still fighting for the Republic in a way. So right, right, I know because Hunter's like, "Hey, bro, you know the Republic's gone," but he's like, "I'm still." What Rex said is, "I'm still fighting for the forces of good." Yeah, against the forces of oppression. I mean, he's just that's what the G ones do, right? All right. Um, as they're walking to to find the cruiser again, I just, the whole plot of this episode was it was a direct callback to the final two episodes of Clone Wars. Why are we here? Well, Rex, he knows the only way to get these chips out are based on his own experience, and that is going to a Jedi cruiser. So here we are. But and Root, he actually name drops Fives. So I like mm -hmm. to get that yeah. deep in my references. Uh, we all know Fives. Rest in peace. He was key in in Rex at least having a moment of pause so so he didn't just shoot Ahsoka right away. Yep. Uh, so Fives is a fucking huge character in the Star Wars narrative. Um, honestly, they should erect a statue for him. The clones should. Yeah, the more I think about it, Rex, Wolf, and Gregor should have built a memorial for Fives. I mean, in, they had their that old big age. ass walking whatever. <laughs> they had room to at least have like a like a a memorial to him on there or something for sure. Yeah, because I mean, really, if you think about it, if it, if it wasn't for Fives, Rex would have murdered Ahsoka hands down. Yep. And then he probably would have been used to murder the Bad Batch with crosshair. Game yep. over. So Fives, we love you, buddy. And then no Grogu. No Luke Skywalker exactly, return. Exactly. Nothing in the Mandalorian. Right. Everyone dies. If it wasn't for fives, everyone would be dead. Everybody be dead. Palpatine wins. <laughs> okay, so here it is. The controversial pick. Really, what was the monster that grabbed Wrecker? Well, well, as I said in my video, it was identified as a Dianoga. The same yes. thing that was uh, swimming in the Death Star trash pit that the heroes were trapped in in A New Hope. Uh, as Nick said, they even kind of set it up. I mean, I was I was expecting it, expecting it, didn't see the eye. Even when it shot up, I'm like, this is still one, right? And, and luckily, closed captioning did kind of highlight that. I was going to say, without closed captioning, dude, that would have been like, you could have like gone out on a limb and said like, it's probably a Dianoga, even though we I, don't I, actually see the yeah. one identifying feature. I would have committed to it still. It. I would I would have committed yeah. to it still because... 
it was just it was set up to be that way you had that murky water with parts in it just like luke was i mean i even think you could see a shadow there for a second Mm -hmm. and we do know that it does have a a a tentacle and it can grab people and suck them down so i was gonna run with it either i just like that the uh, closed captioning gave me the validation because we all know around here i like to be right a lot more than i like to be wrong (laughs) Um, all right, so just a, another cool reference here back to the Clone Wars. Like I said, the final two episodes from that excellent yeah. final season was uh, the same medical bay that Ahsoka and the droids used to save Rex. Rex now kind of figured out with Tech's help how to use it to to save the batch. Yeah. Um, and there's there's some good personal touching moments that occurred in this medical bay too. And I think some of you touched on those on your fan responses. So. Good for you. <laughs> and then finally, at the end, we get a better look at the Scrapper Guild. More importantly, they're whipping their poncho, which we saw Cal Kestis first wearing at the onset of Jedi Fallen Order before he was outed as a Force user and had to start his main journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's, are... that's a good catch because honestly, like most of these I picked up on, but I did not catch the poncho. So that was a that was a solid pickup there. Hey, Nick, I like guess I, like he did work in like a scrapyard. So, he was I mean, in the Scrapper's Guild. Like he was yeah. he was he was wearing this exact same poncho. I mean, you can go check out the, the trailers, the early cutscenes from uh, the beginning of the game. He's definitely uh, sporting this garb. All right. So now on to our key moments. Clearly, Rex. He's back. He made his debut. I was off by about five episodes on my <laughs> prediction, uh, but at least I, I kind of you know, doubled down last week and said that he would be the mystery figure, which indeed he was. And it was, you know, it was, it was, it was great. It was great to see him. I mean, uh, anytime you get a character that has been in the star Wars lore for this long to show up in a new series like this, it's always going to provide longtime fans with a smile. Uh, I, I don't think it was, it's the same type of smile as the Luke Mando moment. I, I actually, I don't know if we'll ever get one of those again. Yeah. That's uh, that was just, it was just, too many stars were aligned for that Luke moment to just really be as special as it was. But same deal here. It's like, all right, we, we, we know Rex. We've known him since 2008. He's an established brand. He's one of the first speaking clones, one of the first named clones. So getting him in this series, even it, even it, it's looking like it is going to be spotty. It really helped to kind of loop these guys into the greater star Wars lore averse. Yeah. If you will. For sure. All right. And then um, our little girl still. All right. Now, you know, we could argue that she probably didn't need to use the force to tell that Rex was a G1 clone, considering that she was born and raised on Camino and has kind of seen how clones are produced and accelerated. Yeah. But it's still it's a very uh, she is so observant of the world like she she can see everything. She can sense things. She knows things more things than a little girl of her age probably would. I almost got a feeling that like they almost treated Omega as like a lab assistant when she was at Camino because of what you said, like. Oh yeah, you're a Gen One clone because of the lines on your face. Like, does everyone age. does everyone understand what a G One clone is? They were made ten years before the Clone Wars started. They were the first fucking batch that Sifo Dyas commissioned. Yes. So I mean, Rex was being grown. He was fully grown by the time of the Attack of the Clones happened. So that that's what a G One clone means. They were the ones 
first produced the 10 years prior to Attack of the Clones when sifo ordered them. Yeah, and then, like, the, the level of knowledge that she had about the inhibitor chips, even without, right. like, being tutored by tech or, or anything like that. So it, it almost feels like she wasn't treated like, I mean, clearly she wasn't treated like any other clone when she was there, but it almost seems like they were teaching her things. Like, they were telling, it's like, oh, yeah, this, these are Generation 1 clones. You can right. tell because they look older. Their face lines like, well, I mean, this is an inhibitor chip. Like you don't have one of these, but they do because of this. And they d- they definitely made her for a reason. She was made out of special juice, as they've said. I mean, the, the whole reason Fenix hunting her down is because they need her DNA to try their last ditch effort to make the old mega super duper clone that the empire couldn't refuse. Yeah. Right, we, we know that's all going to fail because the empire moves on with uh, war mantle and, and the idiots that can't hit the broadside of a barn door. Uh, but, but clearly she's made up of a little more special DNA than, than what the Django sample had to offer. And they also mentioned that the Django sample is all, all but, uh, broken down at this point in time. Correct. <laughs> so we got a good one in here from kingdom of weird when uh he's referencing omega so the lines on his face did she mean the wrinkles on his face or the fact that the clones have like 3d printer lines you know, <laughs> c- coming out of the tube so good one there kingdom of weird and brando calrissian 100 the expanse sh- sh- to me is a must watch for any sci-fi lover um free on prime video right now seasons one through five or one through six i think we got one more season coming all right i absolutely appreciated if not enjoyed rex's reaction to bad batch still having their chips yeah i mean you know they they all know they had their chips in we've seen wrecker with his head you know i've called that out since episode three I didn't quite think it would play out the way it did, but we'll, we'll get there. But the moment Rex learns, I mean, I, I have the image up on the live stream. He looks at them with eyes of a murderer. Like, he wants to kill them immediately. Dude, like, he went for his gun. He yes! Was like, he was about to just be like, you still have the... Exactly. Boom, boom, boom. Just take them out. Yeah, I, I love that. And it just goes to show you, Rex ain't fucking around at this point in time. No, after, can you blame him? Like, literally his entire ship, like an entire ship full of his... his squad. I mean, he was, yeah, remember, he got promoted to commander. I think he was a commander by that point. So they were his. Yeah. He was still reporting to Ahsoka, but they all turned on him, including Jesse, one of his, you know, OG bros. So, yeah, yeah, he he knows that that his former uh, brothers cannot be trusted if that chip is active. And he showed us what he is willing and ready to do as soon as he found out that uh, the Bad Batch still had their chips. I mean, as Nick said, he was going right for that piece, getting ready to pop, pop, pop. Yeah. It's interesting, though, that like his first reaction isn't like, okay. Let's get this out no, of you. No, it's I'm going to kill you. It's like, I'm going to fucking <laughs> blast you to yeah. pieces. And he even says, he's like, you don't know. Like, you never know when it's going to happen. And once you are, once it's flipped on, you're done. You're, you're yeah. essentially, you become a puppet just like the uh, the B1s and B2s. Yep. Uh, so again, you know, this is a, a learned Rex. He saw what happens with this chip. He, he knows what goes down once Order 66 is activated in a clone's head, and it is not a good thing. Yeah. I mean, because clearly the clones are a bunch of assholes now. I mean, they're, they're, they are true stormtroopers at this point in time. 
They're just being rolled out to occupy cities to make them feel secure so the empire can essentially take over their freedoms. Um, I believe, yeah, the, the whole cut thing, I, I, I think cut at some point had his chip removed. I don't know. I mean, you would think at least by the time Rex came through, Rex was like, was yo, motherfucker, do you have a chip or not? And yeah. Literally holding a gun to his face like, motherfucker, you got a chip? Cut! You got a chip, bitch! And he's like, yo, chill out. What are you talking about? I already took that out or I don't know. Take it out. And they they dealt with it. So we'll, yeah. we'll leave it at that. But yeah, that, that might be a slight plot hole. But um, there is definitely something different with cut. We'll just say he either had to remove prior or when Rex rolled through right before the bad batch, he made sure that he fucking yeah, took care he of it. Fucking ripped it out of his head. <laughs> you just see like, like Rex, he's all manic when he sees a clone. He's just like, that motherfucker, you got a chip. You got a chip. I'll fucking whack you, bitch. He's like, yeah. <laughs> all right. So I, I just, I love that reaction. And it was key. It showed, you know, Rex is a, he's got a little more, a little more of a hard edge to him these days, especially when it comes to clones all right um rex on bracca if you paid attention when they are on the planet to what he was saying the whole time he was walking up to find that ship he was essentially reminiscing re-experiencing those final moments on that jedi cruiser yeah i mean he was telling him like oh my god like these ships and fucking uh oh that was it was just i i just really appreciated him kind of recounting how that ordeal went down and and clearly i mean he makes a veiled reference to ahsoka when they're like how did you fucking how did you do it how did you get away and get the chip out he's like well i had help from a you know a, a good friend stuff like that so yep. I, I just like all that little stuff like i said it's see, these little breadcrumbs that connect past star wars with present star wars and hopefully into the future that's what i live for all right that's what i live for 100 percent. all right here it is i've been i've been warning everyone I was off a bit. I, I thought it would actually cost the batch more than it actually did, but Wrecker finally had his break, and it made sense narratively. I mean, yeah, you might as well have his break when when Rex is around, right? So we can just directly address it and move on from that plot point. Uh, but Wrecker definitely had his turn, yeah. and I think, Nick, at this point in time, I think we can say that somehow through the chip, clones can be programmed to know who are at least traitors to the empire yeah uh, because there was there was no force people in the room maybe omega but he immediately was like you 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 and you you're all traitors all to the traitors. fucking empire you're gonna die yeah. like i don't know if it's like he can sense the chips and others but if that was the case then like rex probably would have slid by but it was it was like he immediately he's like everybody here is a traitor right so what like, i the way i position it in my my breakdown which hey i implore everyone to check out i do them every friday after the episode airs usually within an hour and a half or so it'll be up on our youtube because i'm a crackhead and i get up at 5 36 in the morning to do it um but what i kind of i'm like you know i mean it is technically it, it's a radio connected device right so yeah the Empire could most definitely download a database of shitheads to it at a regular basis. Yeah. That's you know, true. like, hey, here's here's all the remaining Jedi and what they look like. Here's all the traitors to the Empire and what they look like. And this just 
you know, organically fits into the, 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 the clones brains and how they make decisions and who they know to kill. But he sure as fuck instantly knew that X, Y, and Z, his brothers were all traitors because they aren't good soldiers and they weren't following orders. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good call. I mean, it could be something very similar to, uh, the database that we saw in the Mandalorian Thank where you. like he needs to do a fucking face scan and see, if he's, you know, right. well, uh, I mean, Nick, oh, you know what that is? That's this. That's the 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 code or what, what do they call them? chain code system that we're seeing yeah. put in place right now. Mando just was able to avoid it because remember he was saved during the Clone Wars by the nut jobs who clearly yep. would not be falling in with the with the Empire's new system to record everyone's identities. Uh, but he's in it now because, you know, his little buddy had to save him. Yeah. But it, uh, it just at this point, uh, I mean, I, I don't think they, they can sense people. It's almost the, the chip through regular updates or communications. I mean, if if an Order 66 can make a clone go from a fun loving gorilla type of guy to a, a, a murder machine. Just with an order, just with words, clearly yeah. they could probably download other shit to let clones know who needs to be yeah. wasted. I would imagine so. So, yeah, I think I think you may be onto something there. I think that's probably the most the, the most likely reason why they can identify everybody so easily. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I thought that was a it was an interesting thing to just like immediately as soon as he activated in full, he's like, all right, you guys need to die. <laughs> uh what do we got here all right all chips removed i mean all chips removed not super exciting but it it takes that plot point off the table now that's gone we don't unless there's some secret shit or or i don't know if it was tones or somebody in this chat you know what if omega actually does have a secret chip that we haven't found out about that's probably going to be more than likely you know when it just looks like they're winning maybe the the kaminoans will do something with omega if she does have a chip but at this point in time at least our boys the batchers it's gone so outside of crosshair we don't really have to worry about any of them getting too wonky at this point in time they are Uh, so so definitely a a a a key revelation for the series moving forward and all right i mean really it sets up the next like the 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 back half of the of the series because i mean literally from the beginning until now you're constantly worried like when is one of them going to turn when's the chip going to come in and then now after the meeting with Rex and having the chips removed, you're probably going to have a change in point of contact relatively soon because it seems like the relationship with Sid is getting a bit soured. And then you're going to have them completely off of this like chip thing. Like they can just function in the right. galaxy without having All to right, worry hold on. about I, I, I got to address some of the bozos in the chat here. Oh, no. All right. Okay. I, I might give you that on record, but then how do any of the other clones know who to target, you smart asses? What were they saying? You're like, oh, well, like Wrecker, Wrecker, knows Wrecker knows that they already didn't follow Order 66. So when they yeah. when it, when the chip turns on, that's how he knows they're traitors. Like, okay, but what about all the other fucking clones who are going to be that, that are, are being used to find other traitors? How do they know they're traitors? How do they know? Yeah, it's tell me to now, tell. you smart asses. How do they know? Yeah, I mean, I guess too though. Like, I mean, then you could follow up with saying like, well, if that was the case, then why didn't the the stormtroopers who were in the scrap facility that Cal Kestis worked at recognize him? Because yeah. like there were, you know, <laughs> there there were clones that were there. I mean, there were stormtroopers that were there at that point. 
They were. Well, I don't think they. Clones. I don't think they were clones at that point in time, though. Like Fallen Order is still a few years even after this Bad Batch. Okay, timeline. so it's after. Yeah, if it's a, okay, so it might not have been clones then. So that 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 would kind of get you away from there. But yeah, I mean, it is. It's like an open question, but it, <laughs> you have to imagine that it makes sense. I mean, just think of like any like any fucking sci-fi thing, like RoboCop. RoboCop just gets shit uploaded to his head, and he's like, "That's I, a I bad know. guy." So, uh, all you Terminator. assholes in there that think my idea is stupid, this here's here's my last song on that. Go, fuck yourselves. <laughs> all right. <It's, laughs> How I, dare you try to tell me I'm wrong on this show? Keep no, those I, spots I, to yourself. It would be difficult to like just have like memory or like something else tell them that these people are bad. Like, I, I feel like the, the chip being like the the information relay is probably the as close as we can get to it, what's actually all right. happening. It, it makes sense to me. And that all that's all that matters. So, yeah. All right. Let's call out people that were wrong. Big Amish <laughs> is wrong. Darth Hideous is wrong. Brando's wrong. <laughs> Kingdom of Weird. I don't know where you're going, but I, I kind of like it. So you're not that wrong. Um, all right. That's it for now. Thank you. <laughs> that's everybody else. You're okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another call back to uh, half bake. Half fuck bake, you, yeah. you. Fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. Fuck I'm you. out like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I I just I know everybody. I know everyone is is sensitive in our fan base. So I'm just fucking around. Okay. It's all right if you have your own thoughts on this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I have to put, we'll find out. I have to put disclaimers up there now because some people have accused me. Remember, I'm main dude that gets too loud and silly, or I'm just mean. So I, I always got to like clear the air after one of those yeah. say, one of those lashings. All right, back to this. All right, are you assholes going to tell me now that he wasn't talking to Ahsoka Tano on his communicator? Huh? You know he was talking to her. You, I mean, we, we could hear him. He's talking about a resistance. Bop, 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 bop. He's talking to Ahsoka, all right? Yeah. yeah. So that, 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 there, there's no controversy here. You guys are going to take what I just told you and live with it. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, it seems like at this point in time, Ahsoka and Rex wasted zero time. Zero time. They they know exactly what happened. Like they they actually you know they went through a shitty ordeal. Yeah. But they the they have the 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 bonus of knowing that shit is bad. Empire equals bad. I mean, Maul told Ahsoka as much what was going to happen, but yep. they watched it play out in, in real time and, and, and survived. So uh, they have not wasted any time at all at, at forming the seeds of the rebellion. So the rebellion, while we could say it dates all the way back to the prequel era, which it does through a cutscene in Revenge of the Sith, yep. uh, but clearly through Saul's units, what Rex and Ahsoka are up to, they are getting things started early. Um, the curious thing, and, and who knows if Bad Batch is going to cover this or if it just gets glossed over because it's ultimately not that important. Important? Hey! Important. Here, 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 folks! What am I, fucking Porky the Pig? <laughs> um, but, shit. I just lost where I was going. But, uh, if, if Rex was so involved at a resistance slash rebellion this early on, why does he get all fat and retire with his brothers on a on a Clone Wars era tank in some fucking desert at one point in time? At some point, he's got to be like, I'm too. He, he pulls like a Murtaugh. He's like, I'm too old for this shit. And then he fucking bounces out for a little while. Or they, they're like tracking him. Like somehow they're tracking him. And then him and the other two former clones 
four clone troopers have to like make their way to some sort of isolated spot. Like that's the only reason that he would disassociate himself. With yeah, the it's just I like mean, that. I mean, we know he comes back too, but it just seems yeah. weird that like you're so invested in this, like as he says, protecting the republic. Uh, yet he he ends up kind of letting himself go a bit and just hanging out fishing for uh, desert monsters with <laughs> two other fat old yeah. clones. It's, it, uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they get him there. If they if they do, if this show follows all the way, as long as we think it can. I mean, you can essentially see his like, I, right I, really, now, I mean, his, I, a 16 episode run first season just to me screams this is a series. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not just not just like a Kenobi one off. I, I just I feel like this is going to continue on, hopefully as many seasons, if not more in the Clone Wars. Who knows? It seems like they, they like keeping their season count low these days. I mean, Rebels sadly ended after four. four yeah. uh, really. So Dave, I think, can move on and, and do what he's doing now. Uh, but it is great. I mean, Rex, he foreshadows plenty like he's he's not done with the show. I don't think we'll see him again until the finale, if not a second season, if we get one. But they both make it pretty clear like, hey, I'll be watching you if you're watching me. Like if shit fucks up, come find me. If shit fucks up, come find me. So, I mean, Hunter yep. and Rex, you know, they're they're both leaders in their own right. And that they kind of let each other know, like, listen, now that we found each other, now that I know that you idiots have those chips out of your heads and I can trust you. Um, when you're ready to fight the good fight after you deal with your, your, your daddy daughter thing, uh, come find me. And Hunter's like, yo, well, just make sure we can reach you as well. Cause we might need your help. So, um, I, I don't think we'll see, like I said, I, I think Rex is going to be used sparingly, which he should. I mean, this isn't his show. He had seven years of, of animation. It, oh, hell almost when he come in so, like season two, so nine years, yeah, about almost. nine or 10 years of animation. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, you know, we don't want him to be a camera hog, uh, but anytime he comes back in, you know, it's going to open up some memories, emotions, if not give us some more connective tissue to past and future star Wars. Yeah. And last but not least from this episode, a key moment, there's our boy Rex again. We love you, buddy. Um, but at the end we find out and, and who the fuck knows how this is going on. I mean, did, it was a scrapper guild told to watch out for people. Uh, but uh, clearly this, this scrapper guy is an, an Imperial informant because he yeah. radios in like, Hey, I see him. They're just coming out of the Jedi cruiser now. So, I mean, you got to figure that the empire knows that this is essentially a, a Republic tech, you know, graveyard. So you could have, you know, people who are starting to build up a rebellion, trying to go there to salvage parts, potentially to, well, to yeah, build up all the, all ship. the ties to the Jedi too. I mean, yeah, the, exactly. those, those They're were so, essentially it's the like Jedi a wealth fleet of material. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the Jedi fleet. So, yeah. Uh, but I, I mean the way this show's moving, whoever he's talking to, we'll probably see the result of it next week or coming yeah, up on no, Friday. I mean, shit it picks up pretty quickly. They don't waste any time. Like, like we, we might finally get back and see what's going on with the empire. Cause we, we've kind of been away from them for two or three episodes. Now, I believe it was, uh, I think the last time we checked in with crosshairs when, you know, he murdered all those people and then went back to the batch room and kind of seemingly felt bad about or was was wondering what the hell he's doing with his life yeah uh, so if this person was talking to the empire then you know maybe we'll we'll get a little bit this friday uh there's always the chance that you know maybe the empire did hire fennec and it's not the kaminoans and and maybe fennec will make another appearance uh, this week but either way 
someone is on their tail. Like they, yep. they've been ratted out and now they're probably going to be found out on Ord Mantell. So I would guess if this follows through that, uh, their home base, bleh, man, I'm base. way off today. Their home base could be exposed, yeah. um, very soon. So I there do you go. not foresee them lasting on Ord Mantell longer than a, two more episodes. Well, I, yeah. It, even if the empire doesn't come for him or Fennec, I, I just like Sid at some point in time is going to try to cash in. Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> she's just, yeah. she's as, she's as shady as it gets. I mean, she, she reminds me of a grief cargo. Like they seem good, but they'll definitely do shady shit if need be to make, make some cash. Yeah. Yeah. Like you definitely. remember the only reason grief and, and Mando are buddies is because grief had a, a, a brick of Beskar in his, on his heart that, kept them alive i mean yeah they were trying to kill each other at the end of s1 e3 yeah literally <laughs> grief has an entire the entire bounty hunters killed basically trying to kill this motherfucker yeah. and if it wasn't for the rest of the uh the the bunker boys showing up he would have been roasted so. yeah so Oh, it's good stuff. Bad Batch has not disappointed. And Nick's right. I, I believe we even got a tweet from one of the, the someone involved with the show. But they they essentially said first half over. We're rolling into the second half, which which makes sense because uh, we get episode eight this Friday. So you you may see a a shift in tone, maybe a a, a shift in the kind of the direction of the episodes, the speed of the episodes. Uh, but we're 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 rounding rounding uh, second base at this point in time, making our way towards home on the Bad Batch, which it, when it's all said and done is essentially going to be a summer long series. I don't think it's going to wrap until uh, sometime in August. Yeah, I mean, you got eight weeks left, so we're middle of June now. So you got middle of August is going to be. Do you think that's why uh, they put Loki on Wednesday? Because Probably. Bad Batch is taking the Friday yeah, Disney I mean Plus. It would be weird. I mean, they could. I mean, it's streaming platform, so you could watch it whenever you want. But I, th I feel like they want to have separate days for all of this. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you right now. Like, I, I, I was excited for Loki. I wanted to watch it, but I could not watch it until Friday. It was like a, I just could not do it. Yeah, I think we watched it yesterday. Yeah, so you yeah, couldn't do it either. Yesterday. Like, you can't. Like, watching a Disney Plus show like that is to me, it's not Wednesday TV. It's just not. Yeah, yeah. We've and been I'm, watching I, Kim's Convenience during the week. Oh, okay. what's his name's on there? A, a uh, brand new Star Simu Wars character. Shang, Shang Chi. Yeah, yeah. No, um, the old guy, the dad. Oh, uh, I don't uh, know. He, he played uh, Trapper Wolf's co-pilot in The Mandalorian. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I forget his Star Wars name at this point in time, so I'm going to punish myself after the show. That's the type <laughs> of useless information I should retain in my brain. Not important stuff. All right, dude. So, uh, really, the next round of topics, like I said, we we got some meat, just not bullshit this week. I mean, yeah, there's some rumors, but uh, and there there's like some bona fide leaks. There's some interviews. <laughs> My God, I'm sucking in a lot of air today. <laughs> uh, so let's start with this first one here. Where uh, who is this? Uh, Liam Neeson was talking with Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. That's why I love the guy. I mean, he, he's a big stoner, big stern stern buddy. Um, but clearly he likes Star Wars too, because anytime he gets one of these people on a show and they're promoting other work, he always has some form of Star Wars stuff planned yeah. or questions. Um, but he, he essentially asked Liam, like, hey, uh, you, you going to be involved in Kenobi, right? Dude, it's, it's weird too when you think about it. If you think about how long ago, uh, like TPM came, it's 20, it's, it was 22 years ago TPM came out. 
That's insane to think about, first off, because it, it really dates you as a Star Wars fan. And then two, like Liam Neeson has only ever been in one piece of Star Wars content. Like he may have done voiceover for some other appearances, but like he's only been in TPM as himself. But every time, like every time he goes on an interview, I guarantee you somebody asks him. About of course, Star Wars. that's that's <laughs> like I don't know if that's a curse or a blessing because I would think anyone in the entertainment industry, as long as people are talking to you about your life and career, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, I'm sure these people get annoyed because like, oh, fuck you. Uh, He's like, Star dude, Wars I was and- in three fucking Taken movies. Like, I'm the baddest, <laughs> you know, right. actor ever. Like, yeah, no, I, I love. I I always reflect back to the phantom memis ah <sighs> i need to just stop today like the brain is 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 not firing on all four cylinders because I, I only have i only have a fucking v4 i'm not gonna lie like there's no v6 or eight in this head uh, but it, it is definitely sputtering today with with the old uh, translating thoughts into the mouth and then the mouth forming the words properly yeah but I swear to God, uh, Liam Neeson was not used in any of the pre-release promotions, was he? Uh, for Ooh. Phantom Menace? Oh no, it was it was all Jake Lloyd, right? And then you had some, you had Maul, and then you had uh, Ewan. Those, yeah, because I I shit right. you not, I remember the first time I watched this and I saw Liam Neeson as a Jedi. I was like, holy shit! Yeah. They got well, Liam Neeson in Star Wars? Like, holy shit. I mean, it's a hard, like, he would, at that point, he was a hard sell because nobody knew who he was. Like, no, they, give, he, you the, they he, give you the big bad, they give right, you Maul, and then right. they give you Anakin and Obi-Wan, like the two people you know. I just remember, I was like, wow, an actor of that caliber yeah. is in Star Wars, like he's playing a Jedi? Because, you know, before that, he was doing, like, Rob Roy and, you know, those big, big drama movies. I mean, he's always been a pimp. Yeah, but I just remember going into the theater and like, holy shit! I did not know he was in there. I mean, that was the beauty of the time back then without the internet, and uh, you know, you get whatever type of trailer whenever you want it. You either had to go to a movie to watch the trailer, or somehow find a file on someone's AOL share out there. <laughs> uh, but, you, or but even you just, just went in blind, you just didn't know shit. exactly. And and I remember that being a a great feeling, like, oh my god, Liam Neeson's a Jedi. This is fucking badass. Yeah, yeah. the prequels. Woohoo! They can't go wrong. And then you know, 2005, I'm walking out crying, like, oh my god, what did they do to Star Wars? <laughs> what did they do to Anakin? Ah! You know, so it was a, you know, it was a little, it didn't quite play out the way I thought when I saw Liam as Qui-Gon Jinn. But anyways, like Nick said, Kimmel was, was dragging up his Star Wars past and probably asking him about the Ewan and and this Kenobi deal. And and this is what Liam said, right? I heard Ewan McGregor was going to do a series. No, I don't think so. No, I haven't been approached. Essentially uh, uh, addressing, are you in it? Yeah. And even Jimmy to this point was like, I hear what you're saying, but I don't 100% believe you. Right. Because like here, I mean, like if, if Liam's going to be in this show at all, it's going to have to be purely voice related because we know as Star Wars fans that like he, like that Qui-Gon did not achieve the ability to, to completely become a force ghost. Mm. Right. Like he, he lives on through the force but he doesn't have the same ability that like Obi-Wan and Anakin and Yoda do. Like he, he he can't go full force ghost. So if anything, he's going to be in it in like voice form, like talking to Obi-Wan 
during his meditations or something and, like and that. And it's like, I mean, come on. It, it, we're not idiots. These people, if they're involved, they, they sign NDAs that yeah. could cost them money in future work. Yeah. They're, they're not, not going to tell it. Like, yeah, man, I'm in it. You yeah, want to tell oh, you Jimmy, exactly you guessed did? it, you son of a gun. <laughs> now I got to talk about, yeah, you're right. I mean, you and himself basically has said for the past six years, he's had the lie. Yeah. Because yeah. he was in the Kenobi movie, which we know is real. It was verified last week when we had Vincent Jenkins on here who worked on the fucking Kenobi movie yep. before it was uh, canceled. I mean, he, he did six months of concept art for it, pre-production. So, I mean, Ewan himself was lying about being in Kenobi for six years. Any of the any of the rumors that actually hit in The Mandalorian, you didn't hear them confirm anything until their fucking episode aired. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, he's going to say, what are you talking about? I haven't been approached. Um, I, I think this is just him knowing how to play the game. I, 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 the Kenobi series is just too ripe for the character to return for more than just a random line spoken into Dude, the ether. You have to remember, too, how episode three ended. Like Yoda literally told Obi-Wan, yeah. like, right through the force you know, your old master lives or some something similar to that. Like, and, and Obi-Wan's like, Qui-Gon, oh my God. Like, and then Yoda literally tells him, like, I'm going to teach you how to communicate with him. And, and this so, is also expanded upon in the, the, the lost season of the Clone Wars. Yeah. It's, it's a thread with Yoda who does some, like, 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 yeah, no, there's some yeah. like trippy shit that goes down where he, he learns that he can talk to Qui-Gon. Yeah, yeah. Like they go to, like he goes to Dagobah and, and everything like that. He, I think at that, like, I think in I don't that, know if it's Dagobah, but, but he he goes somewhere. It's it's not Mortis, but it's like Mortis where there's like just it's like force shit everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's and I think that they show a force ghost of Liam in that or of Qui-Gon in that. But like, I don't know if that was actually a force ghost. I, or I if mean, that was just like a at this point like in time, Nick, they they change the lore and canon whenever they fucking <laughs> yeah. want to. So, I mean, if if we do see Liam in Kenobi and he is a spirit everyone be prepared yeah especially those of you especially those of you that get offended by slight alterations of the canon like moochie the rancor like it's okay all right it's not the end of the world (laughs) yeah it's it's fine it's fine but i'm with you i'm with you man i I just it's too big too ripe of an opportunity to reunite Jin and kenobi in kenobi so i'm I'm calling bullshit on liam's kimmel response yeah there's like there's almost no way he's not in it. Like it's just too, it's too clean and clear right. for it to happen. And, and Kenobi like, has no one else to talk to about yeah. his life. He, he can't like go talk to the Lars. It's like, man, do you guys know how hard it is to be a Jedi in this time? Like, man, I'm just trying to focus Dude, my thoughts and stay centered and watch over this kid. Too, if the only person he could talk to was Yoda. It would be like that one friend who used to call you on yeah. the phone every day and you'd just be like, yeah, man, same, same shit's going on. Just, you know, just another day. They would get so tired of each other. Any meat sticks for me to eat? You know? Like, yeah, because he would have been talking to, to Hobo Yoda, right? Like, yeah. the, like the crazy guy that Luke runs into. So yeah. he'd just be calling him up left and right, like, like beeping him like an old Nextel, like beep, beep. Arby. Arby, Ron. Beep, beep. 
<laughs> Kenobi. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to talk right now. Hello. Yeah, it's like, is, <laughs> is there anybody else? Anybody else in the force? Yeah, he's that just I can like, talk to? please. He's like, the the Larses are boring as fuck, and Owen hates me anyways. I kind of want to hook up with Baru, so I'm just trying to stay away from there. Yeah. It's like I can't talk to the locals. They're all drunk or high on spice. So he needs someone to talk to that he can actually talk about his life, his feelings, and the force. And clearly, Qui Gon would be a, a, a great uh, lit sounding board, if you will. Perfect. Yeah. And, perfect and not the little sounding. green guy that talks backwards, and you probably want to wring his neck after about ten minutes of <laughs> of, of learning. Oh, yeah. You know. So I think yeah, I think that that one's a pretty clear cut one, and and this next piece that we have too is just like it's it's confirmed right like it's it's basically confirmed that uh that this character- yeah i mean so stellan skarsgård we know is in andor right yes and apparently he was on a a swedish radio station and just flippantly commented like hey i shared a and this is his words a juicy scene with forrest whitaker all right. So that's pretty big. You put two and two together and you, you kind of have to figure that that means Saul Guerrera is going to be an Andor, which makes yeah. so much sense that it's not a shock. I just don't think they, they quite wanted that uh, announced. Coming out. <laughs> coming out quite yet. Yeah, because he goes on to say, uh, again, Stalin's character has at least, and these are his direct words, at least two good moments with Saul Guerrera. Yeah. So, so if that's the case, I mean, we don't have any sort of confirmation on who Stellan's playing in this show, but you would have to imagine that he's got to be playing some sort of rebel agent, yeah, Well, right? yeah, yeah. He's either a freedom fighter that is working with Saul or he's an Imperial that's hunting Saul and maybe yeah, captures say, like, him. Maybe captured him. Yeah, and like, interrogates or shit like that. But it, 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 it's, it, I mean, Stellan himself is saying his character in Force Whitaker a.k.a. Saul Guerrera, have a juicy moment or a juicy scene, and they have at least two good moments in the series. So. Yeah. I mean, him showing it, like, we've never actually speculated too much on, like, who could show up in Andor and who couldn't. But, I mean, this is the most obvious one. Even and, though he and, was in Rogue One for a little, like, a shorter amount of time, like, his impact was pretty But he's large. huge. I mean, look what they're doing with him even now. I mean, yeah. he started in Clone Wars. He graduated live action to Rogue One. He made it to Rebels. Yep. He's in fucking Bad Batch. He's he's clearly a, a main character during this era, this timeline, in the Rebellion. And we know, you know, he, he kind of goes off the rails. So uh, the fact that he would be in a Rogue One prequel makes uh, uh, so much sense, like I said earlier. Uh, I guess just none of us were thinking about it. I, I, I wish Forrest wouldn't perform the character the way he did in Rogue One. Maybe we'll see a slightly less schizophrenic Saul. Yeah, I mean, maybe because you're still, I mean... You're talking about you're you're probably gonna be roughly like seven years pre Rogue One. You would think you know, so because even even the Saul that's featured in Rebels, while he's getting slightly pudgier, and I even think in because I believe he's featured in two seasons. I mean, he gets some decent runs in Rebels, like at least two 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 to three episode arcs. So again, like I said, he he was a main force in this pre actual rebellion, pounding their chest, blowing up Death Star era. Yeah, um, but I, I hope he plays him a little more like the Rebels Saul, who isn't 
completely nutty yet. Like, maybe he's got both of his legs still. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, he's not in his, <laughs> and I read the reason they, they wanted Saul to look like this. Apparently it was to be a, a metaphor for how good people like himself and Anakin yeah. can eventually become more of a machine than a man through their 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 passions, their missions, their misguidings, if you will. Yeah, I mean, like the more machine than man thing is is more than just a reference to their bodies as well. It's their it's their actions and they're right. they're taking a more uh, unrelenting view towards. Oh, yeah. Like humanity he, towards he, life. He in became general. he became very flippant with yeah. with life in general, and that's why the 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 core rebellion. He was an outcast. I yeah. mean, especially up towards them actually coming out. Because I, I mean, their coming out moment is technically the end of Rebels, the battle on Lothal where they defeat Thrawn. Yeah. I mean, that is that is like the Rebel Alliance is finally ready to be just that. It's no longer Rebel cells. Now it is that alliance. That we we you know Luke's dreaming about, and that he eventually joins towards the end of A New Hope. Yeah, uh, but he, yeah, he just he got too fucking flippant. He didn't care who he was killing, innocents or not, as long as he was damaging the Empire and exposing their atrocities. I mean, he didn't care about committing his own. Yeah. Uh, so I'd like to see maybe, and we we pretty much have that version on screen already. If you remember a flashback in Rogue One where he goes to save Jyn or so. And he it doesn't have the crazy man hair. That's probably the Saul we're going to get. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. And, you know, they, they may have to do a little bit of the de-aging magic that they do at Disney for his character, but they, they've gotten pretty good at that. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited to have him in there. I hope I hope he's in it for more than just, you know, one episode. Because no, I feel he, he's like huge. I mean, crux of the right. series. He's huge, and and, and maybe he, that's how Andor gets in, and maybe that's why and Cassian is essentially an assassin. He is a little yeah. more of an edgy type of rebel, uh, but he does make perfect sense for Andor. It'll help just kind of flesh out more of what the rebellion was doing at the time and what his role with it is. Because, like I said, he's now been heavily featured in the Clone Wars, in Rebels, in live action. And now it looks like he's going to get a second turn at the live stuff. Uh, yeah. So Saul Guerrero, whether he was meant to grow into the character that he is today, uh, definitely has become a a main, as I like to call characters like Saul. And I can rhyme because I can tell the time. Motherfucker, mm -hmm. let's move on to the next post because I'm the host of the Star Wars Time Show. Yo, oh, Matt's spitting on here. Get yeah. some. All right. So we're still talking about Rogue One here, except yeah. we're, we're talking about this is the Nick's, actual movie. Nick's buddy, Gary Witta. Oh, one other thing uh, I forgot with the with the Saw Guerrero. Apparently, uh, Ben Mendelsohn's going to be back in Andor too. Okay, uh, so Krennic. we're just bringing back Krennic. Which, mean, yeah. again, may, would make sense. I mean, what, yeah. how could you just not address the character of Krennic at that time? I mean, he, he still would have been a huge player within the Empire. He's building up the Death Star, his rival with Tarkin. Uh, you you would think that in a, even a cameo by Krennic would be warranted. I mean, also like this is this is the smartest thing that Disney can do for this Andor series because unquestionably Rogue One is the most loved of their movies so far. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. it's not even it's it's not even close. Yeah, I'd you say know, Rogue like, One TFA. Yeah, Rogue and TFA are, are the two most liked and. The, the fact that you're essentially building a prequel series to Rogue One, 
allows you to just say like, hey, who did people like in that movie? Bring them back. Bring them back. Can we get them? Bring them back. All right. Let's let's do this. Let's get K2 back in here. Fucking bring everybody that we can back to make this as Rogue One-ish as possible. Um, so, I mean, it makes complete and total sense. That yeah, I mean, at this that. point, you, you, you could argue that, you know, maybe Mads will show up. Galen Urso has potential. Dude, he, he could. Yeah, he could definitely show Bode, up. Bodie Rook has potential. We could see him in the Empire, right? Being a yeah. pilot for the Empire. I mean, who knows how big of a Rogue One reunion they want to go, but I mean, any of those characters are viable. I think that they'll probably stay away from the Chirits and Bases because they, you know, they were more Guardians of the Will. Yeah. Just like stuck they, on Jetta, but any of the players in, on the Rebel side or the Imperial side are fair game. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So, so, um, so what, what's your boy Witta showing off here? Gary's a good follow. You, you just got to follow <laughs> Gary Witta. Like oh, he's a, I see he's a that that's follow. what he fucking shared. Is that like a comedy post? Dude, no. So uh. Gary Witta, he 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 went on Twitter and he says, All right, I found my original whiteboard sketch of essentially the the big ending moment of Rogue One. So the moment where they're standing on the scarif spire and the Death Star shoots the fucking laser down and vaporizes the top of it. I'm sorry, people. You got to be on the live stream for this one or at least go check out our post, our our Gary Witta post on StarWarsTime.net. Because while I'm not doubting that this was Gary's initial sketch, I think he put it out as a joke. Like, look, this is is my concept art here. I mean, this is something I could do. I love it. It's literally... (laughs) Look at it. So what you see... Is is in uh, Gary's tweet. He has a a whiteboard drawing of a a uh, green circle in the in the in the sky, shooting a a green line down towards a triangle shaped thing with a half circle on it. Circles <laughs> aren't like, even. They're not even circles. They're like my circles. They're, they're you can't even call them ovals. They're like you know just a thing. Yeah, it looks like a circle. It's but the way he puts it is like, I found my uh, original whiteboard sketch from the Death Star beam destroying a transmitter dish atop the Imperial Tower on Scarif. And then he says, ILM ended up doing a better job. So he puts no, his, he said ILM VFX ended up doing it slightly, slightly better. better. But yeah. he, I mean, his sketch is something I could probably do with my eyes closed. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> it's, it's so hilarious. But it's so funny to see, like, the way that I put it in the post was that, like, it's pretty amazing that like a fucking like <laughs> like that ILM and a visual effects person could literally look at that whiteboard and be like, yeah, OK, we, we can we can make something like that. And then makes the fucking scene that we see in Rogue yeah, One. I mean, honestly, Nick, you got to wonder if it if it went from Gary's whiteboard to Vincent Jenkins room. Right. Yeah. And, to like and did Vincent do they, they do the, the, the actual concept art and then ILM finishes off in the computers. But I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I did not look at that before now. It's just <laughs> it was funny to see like, oh, you're like, oh, he's got some concept art and you look at it and it, it's a five year old's drawing of it. Yeah, it's literally there's a just circle, with- a horizon line. A, a semicircle and like a rudimentary looking Eiffel Tower structure. <laughs> with, with, Dude, it was, and that's it. It was magical. And then in the in his drawing, if you look at it closely, like there's another little dish that's hovering above. Right. The, yeah. Apparently the tower. he was going to have a rebel ship fitted with a big receiver dish to, <laughs> I guess, make it easier to receive Jin's uh, transmission. Yeah, exactly. So, um <laughs> No, like I, I always love following uh, Witta because he's, he's got these little things on there. He always puts up 
uh little little star wars things every now and then so he's always a good follow he's into gaming too so if you're a gamer you can follow him he always throws up his little uh his little gaming takes and stuff like that with e3 now um so yeah man he's he's a good follow but i i I just think it's fucking hilarious because that's how this shit happens yeah like shit like rogue one happens because Gary Whitta or whoever the writers are just sitting in a room and he's like, what if it's fucking like this? And they just shoot a beam down and they're just fucking yeah. drawing shit on chalk. It boards. is amazing. That's why, I mean, I love the creative process. That's why I love filmmaking. And really that's what a lot of the interview with Vincent was about. It's just uh, the love of filmmaking and, and taking an idea in your head, putting it to paper and then seeing it realized either in a set or in, in uh, VFX. Yeah. Uh, so. Speaking of good follows, and I'll say him again, Vincent Jenkins Jr. Yes. He just shared a post today, which was his original concept for the opening of Solo. And I, I kind of wish they followed it because it's it's fucking sweet. It's like one of you, you know, it's like a, a slide post. Uh, but check him out. The, the, the guy we interviewed last week on the show, he's a concept artist for Star Wars. He worked on Solo, Rogue One, did some Andor stuff that made it into the sizzle reel you saw back in December. And uh, like he like he told us, he was also working on the Kenobi movie before it got waxed and uh, reduced to a Disney Plus series. Indeed. Okay. So, yeah, that was fun from Gary. Um, But, you know, a little bit of a fun post there. This next one I was excited to read. And uh, I mean, who knows? I don't even know if Tamara got in trouble for this. Hopefully not. I doubt it. Uh, but he was talking with Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I think he's promoting something. But as Nick said earlier, I mean, if you've ever done anything Star Wars, it doesn't matter what you're promoting. You're also going to promote your Star Wars work. It's just yeah. plain and simple. Get used to it. Uh, so anyways, Rotten Tomatoes was asking him clearly about Book of Boba, what it was like. I think he, they said they filmed for upwards of seven months. Yeah. A lot of fight training, this, that, and the other thing. But here, here's the juicy stuff. So RT says... Um, I avoid Actually, Rotten Tomato asked him, you know, what was it like to return to that character and do that hand-to-hand combat and do things that we hadn't really seen in a Star Wars movie before? Everyone listen up to this. <laughs> listen up. All right? This is just more support, more material for my bozo fet. Okay? So here's what Tamara says. I think that was a blessing for me in a way, in terms of Boba Fett's history. No one's actually seen him do anything besides stand there. Thank you! (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Morrison. We speak your name. I just want everyone else to... Go ahead, let that seep in. Let me read it for you again. (laughs) No one's actually seen him do anything besides stand there. And he's not lying. <laughs> he's not fucking lying. He was Bozo Fett. And if it wasn't for War of the Bounty Hunters, he still would be in that era. Neo Boba Fett, as I have proclaimed, is one of my new Star Wars Jesuses. I love him. But here, here, I'll finish it off. And of course, his claim to fame was catching the man, I guess. You're right. That's the only thing that made Boba Fett somewhat cool was that he basically had Vader hold his hand to give him Han Solo. I mean, did Boba actually catch Han? He, he didn't. I, I don't think so. No. All right. Uh, but other than that, he was a pretty elusive bloke. So this was an opportunity again to work with Robert Rodriguez, who gave it a little bit of an edge. Yes, he did. 
And I think Robert's ability was to sort of make a good point of making this guy explode. After it, John Favreau come up to me and just said, congratulations, the fans loved it. Dude, so you, that's the like, first thing I just, I had to yeah. put that in there, Nick, just because he, Yeah, no, you know, that was just like your validation I had to. I had of all to. of your feelings. I had to. It's just like, you know, come on, people. I'm not that crazy. On screen, Boba Fett did nothing in the original trilogy, and the guy that plays him just confirmed it. Thank you. All right, so here's the, here's really was the, the interesting part. part the, the, as Nick said, the juice of this of this topic. So RTS, will we see more of that Boba Fett, meaning the you know the hand to hand fighting Fett in the new series? Well, we can't say too much. But we're going to see his past and where he's been since the Empire Strikes Back. Now that is what I like to see. Because we have said on the show that it would be uh, egregious if they didn't at least address his escape from the Sarlacc. But now what Morrison is telling us, for real, we are going to see content as far back as Empire. And I think that's exciting. Dude, I mean, from the moment this series was announced, what we talked about was... You, you were the first one. I I don't like giving you a lot of credit, but I will give you credit. (laughs) You were the first one. You're like, Book of Boba Fett. Maybe it's like chapters of his lives, and maybe it will be predominantly him recanting some of his past in the present timeline, and that's what we'll see. So it's looking like your prediction is going to hit here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes the most sense for this character. There's more... That we honestly, there's more about Boba Fett that we don't know than we do know. Yes, that's exciting. Yeah, and and to be able to have a series that not only continues the stories that we're building in Mandalorian, but also goes back and and gives you essentially the 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 history of this infamous bounty hunter through the eyes of himself is very cool. It's so just, I, do you think it's do you think it's interesting that he said that he used Empire, not Jedi? Yeah, I mean, because post-Empire, you're figuring Cause like... Because we, we technically did see some of what he did post-Empire. I mean, we saw him get buffooned into the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, right? I mean, a little bit of it, but I assume that he's more talking about like, you know, taking like after he hands over... Well, okay, Khan. well, there you go. That, that's where I wanted you to get to. So yeah. do you think at this point... That they may be using any of the War of the Bounty right. Hunters run? Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Is it's very fortuitous that this run essentially yeah, releases... I mean, this shit doesn't happen by accident, people. Yeah, okay? it's, it's very curious. And, you know, also going into the fact that last week we talked about a rumor that Bosk was going to be in Book of Boba and, and stuff like this. Like, if Bosk is in Book of Boba and Book of Boba is going gonna, is gonna to discuss... You know things that happened post ESB. Yes. Then you're you're you could get right into all that of them. I mean, the at this at this point, all of them, all yeah. of them that were on the Star Destroyers bridge are completely fair game. Yeah. And we don't have to talk about you know aging them or what would they. I mean, if 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 Tamara is saying that we are going to see Boba Fett content post Empire, they're all on the table. And that's why I was just thinking, like, okay, now that we know that, will they do any of the War of the Bounty Hunter threat? Or are they leaving that all for the comic? I don't think they're going to showcase anything that's been in the comic if they do, but they'll probably make references to it. Yeah. One, in my mind, and I hope it comes true, and, you know, maybe one of you will remember this if it does, like uh, our boy Figure Fucking Hurts, who remembered that I predicted that 
um, Boba Fett would oh, take yeah. over the palace and Bib Fortuna would be there. I actually did this, people, at the end of episode one, Mando <laughs> season two, get some. Uh, but I, I wonder if in Book of Boba Fett, he ends up with like Forlom's head. Because remember, I just told you last week, he threw the head over a bridge walking in the Jabba's palace. So yeah. that would be like, I'm thinking if they do address War of the Bounty Hunters content in Book of Boba, it would be shit like that. Like little, like follow-ups to some of the events that took place in the, in the comic run. But who knows? I'm just, I'm glad that we finally got something. It's still so broad. I mean, Dude, it could still cover like, whatever, but we know for a fact that you're going to get some gray suit, slim down well he i don't know they'll probably he'll probably still have a little bit of his his belly uh boba fett in the book of boba fett it's not just yeah. all going to be neo yeah no for sure and this it, like like you said you can bring up the bounty hunters from esb you could like a lot of people want to see live action dirge if there's a place to do it like that is the perfect time to do it is like you can bring dirge into that like there's a lot of opportunity to bring in characters from the ot that you know, we're slightly touched on. But oh, not dude, really and I think I, you I, could bring back fucking Jabba like Jabba can be course, in this. Of course. Uh, and I'm not I, I guess I'm still not thinking that these will be predominantly set in the past, like the whole episode. I, I do think it is going to be more like Nick or it's going to be, you know, like something reminds him of something and then we'll get a little bit of a montage. Yeah. Uh, but I do think these these OT era scenes in Book of Boba are, are going to specifically be shown to depict his badassness yeah to to break that <laughs> feeling that he just stood around like tamara said uh, so it could be just like quick hits of him fucking shit up which i'm excited for because it, it it seems they made a point to continue boba fett's hand-to-hand ass kicking because that's i mean for someone like me who thought he was a jerk off that's what finally was like holy shit this guy definitely can handle yeah. himself and when now i understand annihilated yeah. remnant stormtroopers with a gaffy stick you're right. like okay maybe he's cool right. than- you know you got <laughs> din there sitting there eating blaster bolts trying to protect <laughs> fennec homeboy after all these years of not having his pack throws it on just like riding the bike before he even lands he's dropping uh, thermal detonators on people then he lands and he's fucking pistol shooting like doing trick shots and spinning yeah. his gun around like a mac daddy yeah, man. <laughs> like Robert Rodriguez, that like honestly, he was the perfect person for that episode. Like I just remember in the in the documentary, the the uh, gallery for season two, when when Robert Rodriguez was like, "You only gave me a fourteen page script," and then John Favreau was like, "Yeah, everything else that's missing is just all the shit that you do." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the fight stuff. Yeah, you just fill in all the cool shit. So, um, yeah, no, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a, excited. Like I am. I'm pretty jacked for Book of Boba. I, I yeah. would prefer to continue right into the Mando. But as we discuss and w- w- I, I shared this with you and in our discord, I, I forget what site it was, but they just put up an article like, oh, we've got the scoop on the on the Disney Plus show timelines. Book of Boba is actually not Mandalorian season three. It's think of it as Mando two and a half and that's what exactly what mando season three will probably air in fall 2022 i'm like hmm did you just listen to our podcast we, and we write down literally we just said that, that word for word yeah we just said that last week and then because it's in a a a fairly known geek website it's making its rounds across the star wars news verse like it's something uh, revolutionary or mind opening it's like wow really 
Really? Even though John Favreau laid the fucking schedule down in December, that that shit's still news to people. But um, I I I think Book of Boba is gonna be, it's gonna give us that that kind of the 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 Boba Fett porn, while yep. also slowly and very gingerly moving along the present Mando timeline, and and maybe uh you know maybe you know din's definitely going to be folded into it but but maybe a an event or two will happen in book of boba that will either carry out into season three or at least be called back to in season three of the mando so i'm i'm definitely super excited for book of boba especially now that we know it's guaranteed we are going to get some of his past yeah thank you tamara for breaking nda yeah for verifying basically everything we've said right um all sticking with disney plus shows like i said a lot a lot of meaty stuff this week hey there liam how's it going young liam has joined the live stream a lot some crazy leaks from kenobi this week and uh we use sw props even though he just straight bogart like our boy props didn't take these shots but he's like (laughs) fuck it i'm just gonna throw my watermark right in the middle of them yeah he's just Um, he's like this is my shit bitch but uh (laughs) someone caught the, the the Kenobi himself, Ewan McGregor, and yeah. a few other people literally walking out of their trailers this weekend. Uh, this is the, the the most clear look we've gotten at Ewan as Kenobi in Kenobi. Yeah. Uh, even though he's essentially wearing a, it's either a hairdresser smock or a as graduation gown. Yeah, exactly. It's like he, he that's being intentionally worn to mask his right. costume. For sure. But you can see down towards the bottom, like in the second picture, like he, he's wearing like like kind of like, I don't know, leg dark, wraps, like brownish yeah, pants he, and those shoes. Yeah, he's got like, like the, the Tatooine leg wraps like Luke yeah, did. Yeah. Where it like wraps and, down over the boot. And Nick, I would argue that the the outer tunic, not like the not like the the, the loose stuff, but the outer tunic seems a little little darker than the creamy one we saw him in in revenge of the sith and 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 ewan did say yeah i've got the robes well maybe they're a little different type of yeah. deal yeah uh, but it does seem like he he may have updated his tunic uh he's definitely not wearing his janky looking brown robe from a new hope because back no. then george didn't quite have uh enough money to make nice costumes yeah he just I, if you look at kenobi's robe. robe especially at the beginning i mean it's like it's like a clan robe yeah, I mean, dude, he's that got thing like, is huge. he's got a straight point too. Like the hood is just like just a fucking woo. straight point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got some cool shots of, of Kenobi. I mean, there's really not much you can say, but he's he's wearing it in film and scenes. And yeah, this one I have right now on the stream, you can clearly see that his outer tunic is a a much darker brown than, than yeah. the creamy one he used when he murdered his friend or seemingly murdered his friend. Yeah, almost. Murdered. But here's the one I want to get to. I mean, yeah, there's a stormtrooper, big deal. Some random dude looks like a Tatooine guy, a gin, yeah. gin, ginger looking dude. Uh, but this one right here, the Imperial, that's her, this, isn't it? That, that is Indira Varma, okay, 100%. Right. And, and that's, we, we pegged her as either, you know, like a, like an informant on Tatooine because she has that exotic look or an Imperial officer. Yeah. And, and it looks like she's definitely the latter, an Imperial yeah, officer. Yeah, Imperial officer is, is, definitely what she is unless this is like some sort of disguise that yeah she's yeah using no to... i mean that you, you could definitely be um 
you, you could definitely be on to something there. I mean, there is yeah. potential for that. Although there, I, I think Tone shared some of our Discord, but there were other shots of Imperials on this day as well. One kind of looked like Tarkin. Yeah, uh, we just couldn't figure out on the uh, ranking badges, but they fuck those up all the time, anyways. In Canada, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's all. But I'm pretty up. sure that that's her. I mean, it, it, yeah. it fits her profile. She's not quite as concerned as Ewan was about covering up. She's like, yeah, <laughs> nope. I'll wear your graduation gowns, you fuckers, you weirdos. But yeah, I'm just, she's like, I gotta wear the fucking hat. What are you gonna do about my head? Right. Like, she's like, you, I'm just walking the set, cover up my face, like. Uh, she's yeah, on her phone probably tweeting something out drinking yeah. expensive bottled water glass I will say that water. that's a dope looking Porsche behind her too yeah like that's right. a, a so, pretty nice car there is uh, definitely some some action going on this weekend at the Kenobi set probably the volume since it seemed like they're all walking out of trailers over to something and staying covered up yeah but but there you go we at least know who uh what the hell's her name and Dear Varma's playing the Game of Thrones actress, a very beautiful lady, but um, uh, she she went the Imperial route. Or like yeah. Nick said, it, it, this could be trickery. Maybe she is doing some sort of secret mission for a rebel cell or Kenobi himself. Uh, but I'm thinking she's full on Empire. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's it's always cool to see. I mean, just because of how the original trilogy and even the the prequel trilogy played out, like there were never really any bad girls no like bad women they they they've gotten it in in the animation with with price and And, then in the comics with fuck what's her name she's in the current run fighting leia's leia's fleet either way but yeah you're right you're right um but yeah like sliding in some some female baddies is always cool to see um so i'm glad that that we got this shot here basically confirming that she's gonna be an imperial so i thought that was that's pretty cool um, but yeah, I mean, not too much to draw from the shots, uh, other than like you, like you pointed out, Matt, uh, a little tone, bit of a Tone said the ginger guy's Ewan's stunt double. So I guess you get an even better look at Ewan's, uh, okay. yeah, no, it, it, that makes sense then. Yeah. I mean, his hair is a yeah, little so, bit I mean, more he, he's, full. He clearly at least changed his pants, wrapped his boots and, and upgraded his tunic. Yeah. I think Tone said that the, the look kind of looks like the mythos obi uh from sideshow as well like i have that too. though and he he still has a lot of the the cream colored robes okay, or, yeah. i'm sorry tunics yeah uh, it's not that darker brown i mean i guess i'd have to go bust it out and look at it again but i, I believe it was much closer to that cream color tunic he was wearing at the end of rots uh, but no thank you tones that clears it up and then yeah you get a much better shot um so he he went I mean, you could argue he was almost honoring his fallen former Padawan a bit. I mean, it's not that dark, dark brown, but it's yeah. much, much darker tones than than a prequel era Kenobi used to sport. For sure. He's For sure, he's so. uh, reflecting upon when does he when does he put his old man robe on then? Like his old, old man does tunic. He, does he just like have that sitting somewhere? Like, is that just like hanging I, out? In yeah, his I, I still contend that like he develops a hardcore spice addiction and that's why he goes looking you know like a 50 year old man to an 80 year old man in in what eight years <laughs> yeah i mean like pretty fast that's a pretty quick turnaround right. to go from yeah i mean this he's, is what i look like he, he's wearing to. like uh floor length muumuu tunics at that point in time 
Yeah. I thought they would have grayed them up a little bit more. Yeah, like, no, I don't know. No, like, maybe they're like, they'll, they'll they're add, like, like hey, a touch of gray. No, they're like, we don't fucking care. Just get over it. This is this <laughs> is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And yeah, he turns into a really old guy in eight years. Yeah, it's like, hey, man, the sun does a lot of bad shit to you. So Holy just shit. Just it out of the sun. But I don't know. I always, I always kind of feel... I'm never going to feel bad for an actor. But I do no. kind of feel bad like these guys... They're just trying to fucking work, and you got a bunch of shitheads out there like like Nick and I would be like, oh, look, look, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi! And he's like, I'm a fucking real person, you cock-sucking cockroaches, like, go get a life. Um, yeah. But there you go. Oh. Masked cool. up and everything. Cool stuff, cool stuff. I, yeah, Kenobi series actively in production. We will get that in 2022, so stay attuned to the Star Wars time show. Yeah, I bet, for- I bet they wrap filming probably end of august september at the late end of september at the latest probably so because then you know you still need to go through posts you need to do vfx you know a lot of work needs to go it just in i mean it, this show has potential to be the spring release of, of 2022 kind of like bad batch was yeah definitely because uh, i i really do think mando is going to stick in its fall slot and, and book of boba will also be in that fall slot i think so too all right. Um, last piece of one news more. before the yeah, toy stuff. That's right. One more before the toy stuff. And this is a rumor from the Illuminati. So like I said, break out those grains of salt. Yep. Uh, but according to one of their sources who says the Ahsoka series. Now, this is the live action one that we know is happening with Rosario. According to our sources, Star Wars Ahsoka is looking to cast Barris Ophi. She is listed as a lead character in her 20 to 30, and they're looking to cast an Asian woman for the role. So here's where I think they they might have their streams a little mixed up. Now, while having Barris and Ahsoka makes a ton of sense, yeah, just like having some of the old bounty hunters and Boba or some of the Rogue One characters in Andor... The whole 20 to 30 thing doesn't quite line up because... Yeah, she would need to be older. Barris, I believe, was already older than Ahsoka. Uh, and Ahsoka, I, for the most part, I think is taking place during the Mandalorian timeline. Yeah. Uh, so, so Barris would not be in her mid to late 20s at that point in time. Yeah, unless you're working again in, like, flashbacks. Right, right, or, like, of course. memories. Of course, of- and... and and that that could be a good one. Maybe that maybe they have a memory, or she's reminded of her past and, and fallen Jedi, and she remembers the Barris ordeal, and they finally put it to bed, and either show that Ahsoka did Wipe ultimately her snuff her out, or she just got killed hunting other Jedi. But uh, do you think this this uh, casting information could be for Sabine? I mean, it lines up more for Sabine age-wise and uh, race-wise than it does for bears. Yeah, Asian 20 to 30. I mean, the the 30 the 30 end of it is definitely more Sabine. Sabine also fits better with the assumption that the Ahsoka series is going to be in some way searching um, for searching Ezra. for Ezra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Yeah, I mean, I I think the age lines up perfectly because I I believe Sabine would have been a couple years older than Ezra by the end of Rebels, which would have put her at like 21. uh, Yeah, in in her very early 20s. And then, you know, from there to the Mando timeline, it's not a huge jump. Yeah, you're not going very far. I think it was I think it was seven to 10 years was the was the gap. 
We know Mando is at least six past Jedi. Je- Return of the Jedi, yeah. And, and I think from A New Hope to Return of the Jedi, it might have spanned a total of four or five th- years. Yeah, I think it was It was very short. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that would put Sabine like in like 32, like somewhere around there. I mean, you could cast an Asian woman for for Barris. Oh, of course. I mean, that, that, is, I'm, uh, not, I'm not even really. I I was more concerned about the age. Yeah, the the age of it is is the the hard part because you would figure that Barris is probably in her late teens at the end of Clone Wars, and then you got t- shit. You got twenty. I mean, but but here's the thing: is like Barris is an alien, and you you get into that thing where she's True. not going to age True. like a like a human is. So, I mean, Very maybe true. a 20 to 30 year old would work because she wouldn't look yeah. like she ages differently. No, I'm not. I'm not like sitting here trying to, you know, whip my my other Star Wars site or podcast hating dick out right now. <laughs> I was yeah. just it was really the age thing. But you do you bring up a good point about aliens and how they uh, don't age like humanoids. It makes yeah, perfect she's sense. A, she's a Marillion. That's her race. Right. And I mean, like, it, it's hard to find, like, average lifespans of these different aliens, races in Star Wars online. But I mean, I we've we've essentially took it to the bank that Sabine is in it regardless. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even if this particular casting information isn't for her, she's almost definitely in it. And, it has this, to be. It has yeah. To but be. this does line up with what you would look for for a sabine character right. 20 but i mean I, I i like i said i think barris in a series about ahsoka it, tons of potential it would it, make sense it it, would it's make an a open it's an open plot thread i mean you gotta remember this this happened right when shit got fucky with star wars Star and, yeah like right uh, when the sale is happened. he gonna sell it what should we do with all these i mean they, they they essentially had a half a season or more in the bank and Disney's like, go fuck yourself. And they eventually released the, the lost missions, but they don't address what happened with Barris. Uh, for those of you that don't know, essentially Barris breaks bad. She, she gets into that mindset that, you know, the Jedi are evil. They're the ones that fucked all this shit up. She ends up blaming a bombing of the temple on Ahsoka yep. and Ahsoka. No one believes her. No one believes her. Uh, and this is what leads to Ahsoka essentially leaving the Jedi Order. Um, all the Masters treat her like shit. Even Anakin, he's not treating her like shit, but he, he still can't fully buy her story. Yep. And by the end of it, after all the old guys are like, oh, yeah, you were right all along. Uh, sorry. She goes, you know what? Fuck, Fuck you guys. You guys. And, yeah, and, and walks out. Leaves. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Ahsoka series, definitely both of these. I, I would think that like there. It would be weird if if they had the Barris arc as an active piece at that time, because you would figure like one of Ahsoka's first things that she would probably want to wrap up, like after she's like, you know, got a little bit of downtime. I know she's actively working for the rebellion, but she's like, hey, look, there's there's essentially a, a Sith out there in Barris Sophie that not only fucked me over, but fucked over all the Jedi. Like we need to go find her and sort her out. Yeah. I mean, so it, that's why I figured it would probably be like a, either a memory or a flashback or something like th- that. There's, there's plot potential all over it. And, and they, they, from what we, we know, the KKs of the world, the Favros of the world, the Flonies of the world, they, they pretty much said that all those shows they announced are, are sharing a timeline. Yeah. 
So, so you would think most of the content would be set during that timeline. So Nick is right. It's like, do you just crowbar this character in? You could. I mean, they they dropped the Thrawn, so we, we can't, yeah. us super fans can't anymore be like, oh, they would never just do that in a live action because of all the casual fans will have no idea. Clearly, the writers don't give a fuck. The, yeah, the writers like, are going to know who it is. Look it up. Well, it's it's kind of brilliant, actually, because if it does resonate with people and they're people like you and me, they're going to go back and consume that content now. So yeah. it's like you almost it's like you're throwing bait out to somewhat fresh Star Wars fans and going, hey, if you like this, by the way, she's got a backstory on our platform. Keep paying money for it so you can watch that shit, too. Uh, so I'm I'm never gonna take the stance like oh they would never they would never jam an animated a, a somewhat small animated character into a live act I mean fuck that they don't they clearly don't give a shit um, I I would love to see this bears play out in Ahsoka because it is kind of a hanging thread uh, but if it doesn't it's it's not going to affect uh, her story or what we're going to see play out with her story thrawn hopefully sabine and hopefully our man ezra b yeah agree so cool idea i mean it could come to fruition but i i am kind of leaning a little bit more towards your thoughts here that it could be this could be a casting for sabine uh ahsoka series still no timeline on that right no. we're assuming like 2023 probably yeah there, there's me. really been nothing i mean it, this is another one you could argue like people are trying to do for rangers of the republic that it's not currently in active development so oh they yeah. canceled it canceled because it. of cancel culture and blah they need they're getting gina back and so they got to delay all these shows that's why it's canceled they Jesus. listen to the fans and they <laughs> they realize they can't move on with the mandalorian without gina so it's canceled fuck off right. <laughs> it's toy right. time my friends and oh my goodness did we get a lot this week a a lot and i am starting to become weak again nick I made a pledge in 2021 to not uh, go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over Hasbro Black Series reveals <laughs> and feel the need to pre-order them the moment they're, they're uh, announced. Uh, but I failed on this first one right here. So those that collect the Black Series line from Hasbro, there's kind of been a, a running thread in the community with the Rogue One series that Bodie Rook never got a figure. Bay's got a figure, Cherit got a figure, Jin, K2, Cassian, Krennic, Death Troopers, Shore Troopers, Storm Troopers. <laughs> but for some reason, a guy that you could argue was one of the main reasons they're able to pull off the fucking mission in the first place. Yep. I mean, he's the one that gives them the Galen information, and he's the one that sacrifices himself to, to allow them to communicate to the rebel fleet. I mean... He came up with the name Rogue One. There you go! He literally said... Rogue One. Thank you. Taking off. <laughs> like, well, he never on. got a figure, Nick, when, when Rogue One was released. That's so one of the main weird. motherfucking people on the ship, as you said, named it. Named it. Rogue One. Never had a figure. But now he Crazy. does. Now he does. They were they were shown off. We got some other new uh Rogue One figures as well. There's a Galen Urso now. There's the uh, that that pilot guy. What's his name? Anton Mer Antok Merrick. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, those were Target exclusives, but I was able to secure them. I'm not sure why I want these. I really don't. 
Like, why do I want Galen Urso? Why do I want Anton Merrick? Why do I want Bodie? It's that, it's that completion OCD, right? Like yeah. the waves got to be complete. The waves got to be. It's a sickness, but we know I'm fucked up in the head with this type of stuff. <laughs> so here, here's where I really failed myself because at least those three, they're new figures, Nick. Right? I yeah. can't feel too bad about buying new. This is where I go off the fucking rails. Uh oh. They also unveiled reissues of all of the previously released Rogue One figures, and now they have the old uh, the photo, the photo real. real face. So, you yeah. know, this idiot's sitting here hemming and hawing, go, oh, I already <laughs> have them, but damn, look, Cassian actually looks like a person now and not someone that huffed glue their whole life. <laughs> You know, it's like, wow, look, look at the details in the face. Damn it. That actually looks like Diego finally. Yeah, I'm going to get him. And I'm like, uh, K2, I can pass on him. We, I don't need another K2. A bot's a bot. Bots usually look good. Oh, here's Chirrut. Let me look. Chirrut looked good the first time, but let me look. And I'm like, fuck, they did it on this one, too. I mean, they improved the face enough. That I'm like, yep, I'll buy it again. So got got that, that guy's, you know. The forces with him and the forces with me. And Bayes, sure enough, I look through him like, you know, he didn't look that bad either, but I'm going, well, if you got Cheerit and you got Cassian, you might as well rebuy Bayes, you stupid asshole. You, so you have to. At that point, you have to. It's yep. not even like a it's not even a question. You added added him to a cart like a douchebag. <laughs> and um that that kind of continued. So I rebought fucking Jin, Cassian, Bayes cheer it and then added antok Bodie, and uh galen whoa and i'm that's just a big black series oh, hall even when i'm talking about now it's it's giving for, me heartburn. for somebody who doesn't take pictures anymore so you got that you got that <laughs> so thank you for reminding me of that and making me feel worse about myself <laughs> so you, you've got that factor you, oh. all, you also have the factor that I buy Hot Toys figures now, like their Black Series figures, right? True. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to be talking about one right now that I'll be pre-ordering tonight or tomorrow. That's a must-have. But it's like, what are you doing, man? I mean, you just spent $120 on figures that you mostly already have. And when they show up, you'll look at them and go, fuck, why did I buy these? Because I, I don't feel like taking pictures of them and they'll just lay on your desk, more money wasted, go outside and sit on a pole. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, you know what? I may go cancel those fucking orders right now. Uh oh. I think I've almost talked myself out of the, the did, rebuys. Did you? Okay. Did you really talk yourself out of it though? I, <sighs> oof. I don't know, man. Jin what and, happens? Jin and Cassie and I might have to keep because they really looked awful. Yeah. But the Bays and Cheer It, I think you can argue, are passable from the original line. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. I so. think I think you have a I think you have a a good reason to like why you could cut out those right. specific. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna think on it a bit more, Nick, and I I, I probably will do that because the more I think, I was like, dude. You're about to go drop 250 on another fucking Hot Toys. Like, why not recoup <laughs> some of that wasted money on rebuys? Here, Matt, I just dropped you a link in, in Amazon for something you also might want to spend Don't money care. on. Hey, look the, at Klondike. The, Klondike, he's the guy that, that holds the rubber band for heroin addicts. 
He's like, he's like, don't cancel them. He'd be the guy like, yeah, man, let me heat up your spoon for you. <laughs> it's like, don't worry. You don't, it, just one more hit. Yeah, more go hit. ahead. This, this will be the last time. Last time. Those train tracks will be gone before you know it. You can do it. Don't but cancel yeah. them. Get the fuck but, out of here. <laughs> yeah, Matt, I just gave you a link to, right now, Amazon has a, a sale going on, $59.99 for the Lord of the Rings 4K extended and theatrical uh edition so you get the 4k physical and you get digital codes oh my god that see you you guys are all dickheads (laughs) all you guys guys want me to do is waste my money rebuying shit that i've already bought five thousand times hey look i you know what i'm half tempted because you know what i did when they i think um itunes or one of them was having a sale of the you know just the standard the the movie versions the cinematic versions of lotr in 4k i'm like I already own them, but it says 4K now, so yeah, I'll buy them again. So I did that, yeah. but now you're... Uh, so yeah, now I, me... I didn't do that, because I, I, I only have the, like, the Blu-ray big release. Um, and now I saw this, I was like, what? I get the extended and the theatrical, I get 4K for all of them, and I get digital codes? I, I'm, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. You got me. Damn it. And you sent me that fucking link? Yep. Yeah. See, you're worse than Joe. You're you're the guy dropping off the fucking bag of crack. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like, come on. Hey, hey, man. I just dropped a link. You don't have to open the link. You don't have to look at the link. All right. You don't uh, have to do anything with the uh, link. That's very tempting. And then I see the interns in here, and all I see out of the corner of my eye is AMC and Rich. I'm like, oh shit, did it finally pop? So I'm looking at my phone and, and looking at my stock tracker. And oh, while AMC did hit a new record, I think today. It still has not hit the magic mo- the, the the magic number that we're holding out for. So see these hands? If I had color on and more light shining on them, these motherfuckers would be brilliant because they're diamond. You see it? <laughs> diamond hands. Oh man. Apes together strong. That's what we have to keep telling ourselves until they screw us and I wake up one day and it's worth nine dollars a share, right? <laughs> uh, but anyways back to there, there were more uh, black series reveals and just shit that i already bought and then rebought again because i'm a douche uh i like this roadmap hopefully you can see it on the live stream maybe i'll zoom in a little bit this roadmap is something beautiful here uh but coming down the pipeline or like that they call it the pipeline uh we're gonna get a jetta patrol stormtrooper and these are all black series so the six inch versions yep. bib fortuna nice and it looks like skinny bib, so I don't know if it's going to be fat bib, but uh, they at least put a picture of skinny bib. Yeah. Mayfeld, and it looks like he's in his uh, transport trooper Dang. armor. Yeah. Fennec, which is long overdue. I don't quite agree with the name, but I'll take it. Nomad Boba Fett. Neo Boba. Exactly. Okay. We all know that. We all know the proper <laughs> name. And then Cobb Vanth. So, I mean, the, 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 the customization community has already knocked Nomad and Cobb out of the park. Like, I, I've seen just some brilliant customizations, custom figures that they've made for those two figures. But uh, Hasbro has uh, uh, revealed now that down the road they are planning all these figures to be officially released in the Black Series line. Nice. Uh, you vintage collection people, you got four new figs coming. We got Mithril from Mando, Quill from Mando, Bo from Mando, and a random Hoth soldier. Hoth soldier from that, Empire. That three and three quarter inch bow looks really good, dude. Like, this is an, another thing. It's like, why did I? I know I went to the six inch line because they they looked better than the three inch and they photograph better. But these days, 
Yeah. Uh, TVC is right up there with the Black Series. Just ask Kingdom of Weird. That's yeah, his, if that's not if not better because they're smaller. And usually the smaller things are sometimes the you don't need as much detail to make them look as good. Yeah. Uh, but you're, you're not wrong. That TVC is looking pretty right. They also announced the whatever vintage collection winner. It's some Republic trooper from uh, Old Republic. The HasLab update. So they showed off the Razor Crest that all of us bought, and then they blew the fucking thing up on the show. So uh, I don't know how exciting that's going to be when it shows up. Yeah, but you're going to get it, and you'd be like, great. This doesn't exist anymore. It was funny. They, they essentially released videos, Nick, of a guy professionally doing toy photography. Really? Like, it's literally just... Did anybody know who it was? I don't even know. It's, it's no one I recognize, but it's like a dude setting up scenes and then showing the final picture and hopefully it's no one in the community but quite frankly i see much better work from the instagram toy photography community than what hasbro was showing off with its videos yeah Uh, this is probably why hasbro never wants to do anything with our account or our show but i speak (laughs) i speak the truth here you know if manscaped sucked i would have told you but it doesn't yeah um nope so yeah, the but the, the last big reveal here, well, two more things. We've got more Black Series reveals coming before this month ends, so June. And the next HasLab project, so that's, you know, that's the Razor Crest, the Katana, um, Jabba Sail Barge. The next one is coming, the reveal is coming later this summer, and their big hubbub around it is it's not a vehicle. Not a vehicle. And pretty much the entire community has guessed it's going to be the Rancor. So Rancor. Yeah, that's that's kind of what everyone's going for. Uh, I know Blainer things. He had like some evidence that, yeah, this is definitely where they're headed. Uh, But the next HasLab, according to Hasbro, is not going to be a vehicle, which, you know, okay, well, then what the fuck could it actually be? Is it a playset? Jesus Christ, a Death Star. Could you imagine? Even at that scale, I bet the Death Star would be like as big as someone's fucking house. It would be, I yeah, I would say be as big as somebody's house. <laughs> that you would just be amazing. You're like, yeah, man, I got the Death Star in my backyard. Yeah, and he's it's like, like, oh, like a small one. It's like, no, we can go hang out. No, here. it's it's one eighteen scale. It's legit. And like you could literally see it cresting over your roof. That's how fucking big it would be. It would have to be like, who's smart? Is anyone smart in the in our chat? How big would a one eighteen scale Death Star be? Yeah, I, was, um, I mean, it's bigger than a moon. So like. You would like what's one eighteenth scale of our moon, dude? It, it would have to like be the size of my neighborhood because if I take one of those figures, <laughs> you would think a f- like a person standing next to the Death Star would be microscopic, right? Yeah, exactly. Just not even you couldn't even see them. Like, <laughs> I like your idea, Nick. It's like next Haslab. The first uh, bonus tier is two point five million dollars. Yeah, for a one eighteenth scale like, Death Star. <laughs> One one thousand scale Death Star. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, I love it. And it's it. still huge. I love it. That see, that's why it's fun to talk collectibles with a non-collector because they come up with goofy shit like that. So. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, some fun reveals, but I, I definitely fell for the old reissue trap. I know there's others out you that are probably feeling the same way. Uh, I I may indeed after this little chat I have with my buddy here go and cancel some of the the reissues because it's he, he's right it's like it, it's a FOMO thing like it's a FOMO OCD I have where I need I want to have the full wave and I want them all to have their better looking non derp faces 
But in the end, it's really not going to give me a lot of happiness when they show up and I go, well, fuck, now I feel obligated to take a picture. Now they're just going to be added to the uh, toy photography figure graveyard. It's just more stress. So what am I doing to myself? Stick to the Barbies, you asshole. Right? <laughs> That's got to be my mantra, man. I can't get sucked up in the Like the new stuff I can see. Like, And I've skipped a lot of the, the Black Series shit they reveal. Like these gaming greats things. We'll be talking Ooh. about one coming up. I've, I've skipped a lot of those. But yeah. It's just that is is Rogue One. It's Star Wars proper. They look better. I know they're gonna take better pictures, even though I don't take pictures. So I, I pulled the trigger, but now I'm kind of feeling buyer's remorse. Okay, so here's the uh, the new Barbie I was talking about, and I will buy because sideshow. <laughs> they're so gracious, Nick. After spending upwards of of six thousand dollars in pre orders over the past year or so. Okay. They sent me a $25 off coupon for my next Star Wars purchase. 25 whole dollars? $25 wow. off, pal. $25. That's, that's, how gracious I, of them. I think that's <laughs> enough to even co- cover a part of shipping. Yeah, I know, right? You <laughs> so, can almost cover shipping. But you know what? It's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll go buy more if you want me to. <laughs> I mean, when that shows up, I'm still like... Oh, okay, yeah. Now you reminded me I, I still need to pre-order the Ahsoka, the bow, this one, that one. So I had, I think it was a week or two ago, another one of my my uh, infamous $1,000 pre-order sprees on Sideshow, catching Oof. up on some of the new releases. But the one we're talking about now, my friend, is Hunter from The Bad Batch, a.k.a. the Rambo clone. Uh, and, and he looks great. I mean, he looks just as good as Echo. Echo, we saw a few weeks back. He has been pre-ordered. Uh, but I don't know, man. I'm I'm loving the Bad Batch. Like, the, yeah. plain and simple, I love it. I love the characters. Uh, you know, I love the, the the little family feel they got going on. I, I think Filoni and his team has done a great job of kind of endearing these characters to us so quickly. Uh, and when that happens in Star Wars, that's where the you know the little kid in me, the fanboy in me, wants to honor my emotional attachment to these fucking sci-fi properties <laughs> by giving the creators more money, right? So uh, I'm all in on these one-six scale Bad Batch. I hope we get the whole fucking line, but we're just going through the Hunter shots right now, and he looks great. And it's definitely more of a live-action sculpt just like uh echo was which i don't necessarily matter or or care about Uh, because looking at those animated one six scale obi-wan and anakin that we were talking about a few weeks back yeah they looked kind of scary like not right especially the obi-wan kenobi so i was gonna say they look a little iffy i kind of i kind of dig that hot toys with bad batches at least saying you know what fuck it We've already paid, you know, Mr. Morrison all this money for his likeness or probably Lucasfilm because I, I imagine when Tamara signed off on his deal for Attack Dude. of the Clones, he he signed over his likeness for his life. I don't know if you've ever watched the uh, the Carrie Fisher, like it's like semi comedy special, semi like one late, like one. Yeah, it's like a show. one woman show. It's it's excellent. I know exactly. Yeah. I don't know if she did more than one, but I have watched at least one where it's like she just comes out on a set and she's essentially sitting on a couch. Every once in a while, she might change like a shawl or something, but she just shoots the shit. Yeah. Like in that show, she literally says, "Like I don't own my own imaging rights. Right. Like yeah. Lucasfilm owns. He's like George. She's like George Lucas owns my like the rights to sell me as a figure. She's right. like one day I went to a store." And I saw that I was a shampoo bottle that you could screw my head off and pour <laughs> shampoo out of my head. Like, yeah, so I, I remember likely, that bit. It's a good one. Yeah. Like more than likely 
Tamira's fucking rights have have long been signed away. Yeah, <laughs> now you're right. You're right. Yeah, but no, but you yeah. know, like like sideshow and all these people are like, hey, you know, we we've already got the sculpt here. We we've been using Tamira's face for Django, Cody, Rex. Uh, might as well use for the Bad Batch too. Why not? We'll we'll, we'll kind of make them look a little more uh, like Tamira. Because I mean, you got to argue in the in the animated version of the Bad Batch, due to their genetic modifications, they are the most unique looking clones. I mean, Hunter, yeah. his face is a little stretched versus what a standard uh, Django clone would look like. Mm-hmm. Wrecker I mean, clearly, Wrecker's whole face is. Yeah, I mean, he he must have got hit with a bomb or something at one point because yeah. he's got that scar and and, and cloudy eye. Mm-hmm. You know, Tech essentially looks like a skinnier version of me. He's got that really bad receding hairline, the glasses, yep. the dork, and you know, Crosshair looked like a murderer. Right. Yeah. I mean, he he looked like someone that takes joy in killing things. Uh, and Echo, remember, he wasn't a bad batcher, so his his modifications were done by the Techno Union, but he still has maintained that uh, reg clone look. Uh, but in the Hot Toys, they're they're definitely just going with 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 standard Tamara Morrison, and, and that's a okay because Hunter looks great, and he's already up for pre order, I believe, for two fifty, so a little cheaper than Echo, and uh, you can grab him over at Sideshow. This is a payment plan one, my friends, because it's not coming out until this time or later next year mm, um okay. summer of 2022 cool cool um yeah man i mean sideshow stuff always looks incredible you know it, it does so, and it's it, i i'm one day it's, maybe it's hard not to buy these i feel like for collectors right it once you start it's impossible i, I think anyone can attest to that i mean i'm I'm looking at my shelves and a lot of my, some of my pre-orders from Mando season one are finally coming in. And it's like, all right, all you little 112 cocksuckers, you're either just going to be laying in a box, bending each other's accessories over and looking like shit <laughs> because I need to make room for my Barbies. They're the ones that need to be in the, the lotted shelves with the lights on them and the glass. Cause yeah. they are that to me, they're, they're little fucking works of art. They're little sculptures. And there are times when I just turn around and look at them it makes me smile. And that's, you know what? That's why we live, right? That's if why we spend fucking joy, money. Yeah. If you can get joy out of even the littlest things, bingo, bango, man. I, I do. It's like if I could just break the feeling like if I buy something, I have to shoot it for my stupid Instagram that I don't use anymore. It would, it would be even better. Like I'd actually get excited for toys because I love when they show up. I love taking them out and looking at them and smelling them and bending the shit and dressing them up. Yes, I'm almost 41. I don't give a shit makes me happy <laughs> i like playing with toys damn it but oh, no, i mean man. there are times even like you know my daughter will it's just it's it's a conversation starter like she'll talk like oh i remember that and you know we'll get in that stuff so that's why i buy them for the feels people it's for the feels okay for sure, for sure. yeah but that i'll be using my 25 dollars off on hunter here the next time i remember okay. to do it there we go what okay. kind of feels did you get from these next ones here matt well <laughs> <laughs> not good ones well i the one that everyone's speculating on and uh, i i just pulled yak faces post because i mean he he's one of the the prominent voices in the star wars collecting community always seems to have leads and links when people need it so just giving him a little plug even though i'm sure they don't even know we exist but that's the story of the swts where we we just tell people we're stealth, even though we know no one likes us. Nobody right? knows that we exist until they know that we exist. There you go. There we go. I mean, so, we have 10,000 plus followers now. That's pretty And decent. like, I'm not this 
into I, I don't know i mean i am a hardcore collector just based on the amount of money i spend but i am i'm not into like studying box art to predict when or what other figures may release in a wave i'm not yeah, saying i was scrolling through this and i was like what why is it zoomed in super close All right, on well, part of- well again <laughs> you're a normal person so let me explain it to you here <laughs> so you know, we, we, we talked about these new boxes, right? And if you're on the live yeah. stream, you can see it. If not, make sure to go to StarWarsTime.net and check out our Rex in Poncho Black Series posts for visuals. But on the boxes, all, uh, you know, a, a wave, let's say the Bad Batch wave, is going to feature a mural on, on the box yeah. sides. And when you put it together, it should form a, a full picture. Yep. And the moment Wrecker's box was released, those that are really into sleuthing mm. the shit out like the Yak Faces. Again, I'm not making fun of these people. I mean, look at the shit I do every week for Star Wars that, that is not important to my life or my family's life at all. I get it. We all have passions for shit. But people have been looking at this box ever since it was released going, who the fuck is that character next to Wrecker with like a sleeve over clone armor, right? Yeah, I see it now. So all okay. along they're like, who the, who the fuck is it? Who the fuck is it? Who the fuck is it? Gee, I really, I'm on, there's, I'm getting my uh, quota of F words in right now. <laughs> yeah, it's fitting them all in in one shot. Woo, explicit lyrics. Uh, so... Now that we have a little bit of hindsight, thanks to Bad Batch S1E7 Battle Scars, most people now are are drawing the conclusion, because if you really look at it, Nick, it's a very clear sleeve thing, and then you can see clone armor, right? Yeah. So people at this point are pretty much running with the idea that this is going to be a new Rex in Poncho Black Series figure. It makes sense. I mean, there's literally nobody else that we've ever seen wear a poncho over clone armor before other than rex right and it it is pretty fucking clear from this box that that's what we're seeing here so it it, like given that logic and given how these new boxes are set up yeah i think that that's well it's just i mean they you know hasbro they know collectors i mean look look what they did with rogue one they're like haha we already did these but we're gonna put them in a new mural box and and make their faces slightly better and oh by the way now we're charging 22.99 for black series figure instead of 19.99 we'll get all these assholes to rebuy them don't worry about it they're like dude did you like just look at what they did now like they turned the box into speculation pieces like Everybody was like, I remember that there was a pretty like, you know, we contributed to an article uh, about people literally being upset at these boxes. And now they're using these boxes to to tease other figures. Bro, there's people selling shit for the boxes. I think it's Lance Speeder Luke created a 3D printable stand to where you can stack the boxes in them and it lines up the mural perfectly. Yeah. Like, I mean, the boxes, as controversial as they may have been, I think the community loves them now because you do get these speculation opportunities. And there are people out there that still think that keeping boxes makes your figures cooler. Uh, I I don't get it. I'm not going to shit on you. I used to say boxes myself and I still have a whole fucking uh, cubby space full of prequel era toys in packages, sometimes triples of the same Phantom Menace figure. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I get the box thing, but these days it ain't worth keeping. It takes up space. Who gives a shit? Throw it in the recycling. But yeah, I, I think Rex and Poncho is a done deal. It'll essentially be another re-release. They'll either slap on a, a shitty rubber poncho or use that god-awful fabric that they use for the, the Jedi uh, robes 
and re-release Rex as Poncho Rex and the Bad Batch. And here's the one everyone kind of puked in their mouths a little bit when they saw it. <laughs> this thing looks so fucking bad. It's just odd. And, and <laughs> you know, we got we got this reveal yesterday. It was so dumb. I just, you know, re reshared the post from Hasbro Hasbro's IG, uh, which, by the way, it looks like Hasbro's IG is being run by an intern because all they did was upload a picture and like t- use Instagram's text to type over it and like, Hey, this is our new reveal today. It's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. But, but anyways, the next gaming great. So, you know, those familiar with it, the gaming great line, you can get a GameStop in the States, EB up in Canada, other places across the world. And it features star Wars, black series figures based on star Wars video games. So the, the latest one that we're looking at here on the live stream, if you're on, is Zalbar. And a lot of you are probably going, Hubar? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, is, that, is that like Chewbacca in some sort of sex singlet? <laughs> N- no, this is a kind of a, well, I guess it is a playable character. It can be a, a, a party character, right? From, yeah, yeah. No, from uh, Knights of the Old Zalbar. Republic. Yeah, yeah Zal- you can, you Zalbar and Mission Vow or Viejo or Viao. Mission Viejo. Were, Viejo. Um, they're they're kind of buddies in, in the KOTOR game. And Mission so Veo. I, I yeah. guess. Whatever. <laughs> I, I anyway, guess, yes. Yeah, Hasbro's two... like, yeah, let's release this guy instead of. Uh, hell, even Mission would have been a better Mission figure because she's a, a, a Twi'lek scoundrel. Did they Candorous yet? No. Like, you have a lot of options in SWOTOR. <laughs> I mean, but no, in, they, in they go with Zalbar, which looks like a somewhat melted Chewbacca figure. Uh, yeah. And like I said, they, they, they put on it looks like a, a, a sex singlet. It's something yeah. you would wear with people that like to get kinky with sex, like swings and all that shit. Um, and just everyone in the community, that's who Hideous was talking about hours ago at this point. Everyone is like, why? Who? <laughs> and, and, and what the fuck do we need this for? Yeah, yeah. I, even in my write-up, I'm like, it, it, pretty much anyone born after the year 2000, if you never played KOTOR or Swago as uh, CTL's bringing up, you probably have no fucking clue who this guy is. Yeah, it's it's really, like, you're not going to find him anywhere else either. It's not like he was a very popular character that made it very far outside of the, the KOTOR community. Uh, and he's not in anything else. So if you've never played KOTOR or Swago, like specifically KOTOR 1 too, like he's not even in KOTOR 2, like you're not going to... F- yeah, I mean, wh- where, the, where the fuck's Karth? Like Kartho Nassi's a better idea than this guy? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to shit just- on Zalbar too much because, I, you know, he's, he's somewhat useful in Swago for like territory war defenses and whatnot. But as an action figure... This is just, I saw the hashtag a lot of people were using. What was it? Was it be better Hasbro or do better Hasbro? Either one, honestly, because this literally, like, it almost seems like they didn't even, like, they just took, like, a shitty Chewbacca body and then just changed no, that's, the yeah, face it's like, a little bit. It's like they found a factory that was printing Chewbacca's and, and like, the, the, the mold got fucked up and it shit out, like, 50,000 goofy looking Chewbacca's. And you're like, hey, you know what? Wookie, schmookie, we'll, we'll throw we'll throw this red sexy straps on him and give him a sword, 
and say it's Zalbar. And they're like, all right, win. Let's re- we'll release yeah. it as a gaming great. And there we go. Being easy. Yeah, it's this just, is this looks truly awful. It's just it's an <laughs> odd character to release. It looks like shit. And it's I don't know. I mean, the whole game. And I'm pretty sure like if you actually look at Zalbar, like I thought that he had like different like like slightly different coloration in his fur. Like, I don't think he was all brown. Yeah, he's not just a... Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Like... I don't know. I just... It, don't worry, community. We're with you. It looks like shit. I I, I mean, it's it's up for pre-order now. I, I doubt this one sells out unless you're, you, you've are you got that OCD, gotta collect them all worse than I do. Uh, but I'm, I'm done on gaming greats. I, I've completely given up on the line. I actually... I don't think I've ordered a gaming great since the... Uh, the, the that that shadow trooper thing like the, the the blue clear guy i mean really they should have stopped gaming greats after darth revan i'll take the light yeah. side revan i like him too but that that's about it like hey i know from kotor zalbar it's like what <laughs> you have darth fucking malik in that game how interesting of an action figure I- would that make yeah, I know. I was going to say, like, you have so many cool options. Bastilla. Like, I mean, you could have got another staff? Jedi uh, with, a, with a bow staff Jedi, Bastilla, Dark Bastilla. Yeah. You could have got even like Joe Lee. Like, yeah, Jolie Bindo. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Zalbar. Like, you got a lot of choices in there and you fucking throw out. Because I'll, I'll be honest, Zalbar. I, I don't, I don't want to sound like a Wookiee hater. I mean, I love my man Chewie. Yeah, right. He he's the one that cues the music up for us on every episode of the Star Wars time show. Yeah. But Chewbacca and really Wookiee figures in general suck. They're, they're not yeah, the best of figures to look at. I mean, outside of having an affinity for Chewie and his adventures they're pretty dumb figures. It's like you 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 already know just from other figures that hair doesn't translate well to plastic. No, not and at you all. just have a character that's all hair. Yep. Like, now my my best Chewbacca the is fuck? the is the one six scale. Like full, like actual real hair. You can comb it if you want to. He looks fantastic. Uh, yeah. But this this is a miss uh, by so many levels and it's not going to stop because, you know, people keep buying it because there's a lot of assholes out there like myself that just just it's like something burning from the bottom of their belly. Like you, you got to get it. You got to get it. You got to take a picture of it first or you, you got to complete the wave. There's been other gaming greats. You got to line up the fucking boxes to see the full picture. Ah, oh, Salbar, I need you. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's that type of, of deal. But. He's out there if you want him. If you get him, you're a bigger sucker than me. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) All right, buddy, let's go ahead and transition over to this week's fan segment. Let's make sure we get all the proper stuff up there so they don't see our top secret communications. All right. right. Fan question of the week is Nick has definitely killed off the battle bracket at this point in time. I'm just upset with the community at this point i keep like i I think about it well first off i was locked out of our ig until (laughs) today (laughs) so i couldn't even log into the instagram to do it i was like Um, nick's putting out posts nothing shows up on ig i'm like what the fuck's this guy doing and then i (laughs) i try to so like i go to share stuff yesterday and i was like oh logged out and then i go to log back in and it's like locked out and i was like fucking what the yeah i mean here's i'm not like trying to be a dickhead but 
we we used to have a plugin that would share our work to all our social media and and people that deal with wordpress you understand sometimes plugin developers want to make a buck so features that used to be free they start to charge for and apparently that this person they got really dicky like this to me is is cheap moves by developers to where they're like oh yeah by the way if you want to share to instagram now you can't use two-factor unless you pay us it's like okay go fuck your mom We'll just do it manually. It's not like Nick and I are busting out 10 posts a day like we probably should be doing. So it's like big deal. We'll do them manually. But as Nick said, I turned 2F back on and it, it's pretty much all routes to me. So he's sitting down there like, bing, 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 wrong, bing, 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 wrong, bing, bing, locked out. You, you can't get in. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? But don't worry. Yeah. We, we got him in there. He'll be, he'll be yeah. putting them up again. Oh, All right. So anyways, fan question of the week, as we'll do throughout the run of the Bad Batch, just we want to hear what people thought about the most recent episode. So we asked the fans, what did you think about the one with the captain? And sure enough, the same people and the low amount of responses came through like four or five total which is about all we want. But it just goes to show we have zero reach or people just don't give a fuck. Uh, all right. So up first. I, oh, no, no this I believe this is F-Stop Rebel. It is. See, I, I can like memorize shit from people's logos. That's if you how zoom much, in real close, like, I don't think, I, I think some of you people don't understand how much, how in tuned I am to the IG Star Wars toy community. No, yeah. You, I mean, I can just tell by their fucking logo who they are. But anyways, this is F-Stop Rebel. I think the name's Scott Metzger. Seeing how much Wrecker and Omega mean to each other i know people don't like happy positive stuff anymore but i still do lol (laughs) isn't that sad like we really live in a society where you have to kind of hedge a response that you think might be too positive might be too positive for people yeah that's so weird like i am listen i am glass half empty that's how i live my life i wake up angry go to bed angry but I do not, like I said at the start of the show, I don't understand why people get so butthurt over positive stuff. Yeah. Over over I, uh, grown men uh, taking care of a, a little girl and forming familial bonds or, or moments like that where they had like, no, I'm not leaving his side. Why is that bad? Like, are we that Tommy tough guy of a society now? That's what that's what we are, man. Girl, yeah, oh, I'm a man. No emotions. I'm a robot. You can't you can't show any emotion, no well, matter it's crazy. what. It's like I said, we you know we shared someone's pride post, and they're about ready to come burn us down again. I'm sure what we I probably just lost a few other followers because I don't know. I guess we're too progressive for not treating non-white men like shit. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't get it. Uh, but don't feel bad, Scott. There's nothing wrong with positive shit. Especially when it happens in Star Wars. Very true. All right. Next this up. one is this one is Ripic for sure. Okay, so this yeah, this one is Ripic because that's the uh, it's the little boba icon. It says the whole episode had great sound editing and musical cues to match the weight of each scene. That's interesting because nobody ever points out anything to do with sound in Star Wars. And Matt and I have talked on this podcast a lot about it's what makes star wars i mean without john williams star wars would not be where it's at today i take that to the fucking bank you know it as well as i do without his musical themes that movie never would have resonated with people the way it It doesn't even it doesn't even get off the ground honestly like people see it and they're like yeah it's cool and then it just gets compared to you know like sci-fi movies from the same era and stuff like that 
but with John Williams' is, is theme behind it, that is what fucking And it's the, it's the man himself, because he's done it yeah. to other franchises, too. I oh, mean, yeah. Jaws, oh, yeah, Raiders, any yeah. anything he's done, you will instantly be taken back through a musical memory, because he's that fucking good at creating themes. I know Kevin Kiner scores this, but he's taking cues and he's influenced from Williams. Yeah, no, dude, he's literally, he's just like, what would John Williams do here? That's right. what, that's what any composer who's exactly. not John Williams does when he, when they create I'm just, just think Wars. about the power of his contribution to Star Wars. I know at least me personally, I can hear certain themes and I'm instantly taken to that far, far away galaxy. Oh, yeah. And I'm instantly put into some sort of, it's, it's, sometimes it's good emotion that makes me a little teary-eyed. Sometimes it's bad emotion. But either way, it gets the the emotional juices flowing in a rather emotionless individual. No, yeah, definitely. So, um, no, good call out. This is one of the first people to ever call out music on our responses. So good job. Next one, Huffman Steven says, the moment Wrecker actually flipped his switch. Hey, look the at way this. The mu- music again, the way the music and everything just stopped except for <laughs> one sound. As his eyes opened with focused determination, you knew he was gonna you knew he was gone and it was about to get real. I've watched this episode at least five times now. Just a wow episode. Again, like those musical cues, there you go, man. Nick. Powerful, powerful stuff. Like, uh yeah, no. Totally really, I mean, in terms of art, I, I I think gun to my head, music would be the one I would take to a remote island. Yeah. I think when when you really line them all up, music, traditional art film tv music to me is just it's something that can get in my head and take me to places that i can't typically get myself to at least emotionally uh, people that listen to howard i'm, I'm kind of the same way i like listening to music to, to make me feel sad and bad because that's the only time i actually feel like a like emotion like normal yeah. no very true very true um all right, so good stuff there from Huffman Steven. And then our good buddy Scion XTC, the finder of Easter eggs from this, uh, this week's episode, says, finally seeing Repper's, Wrecker's chip flip on. Matt had been calling for this since the first headache, and even though he didn't get it on, uh, didn't get the uh, Of Mice and Men finish, it was still a dramatic scene that we didn't know how uh, it would end. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean I'll, I be, I'll be real. I already knew I was going to give Cyan a mention in this episode, but he got a second one because he included my prediction in there. Yeah, so. your exact prediction. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, I mean, I, you guys I should figure that yeah. out now. I mean, I'd sit here and talk about you the entire time if you just told me how great I was. I mean, like any of you fans, if you just want to submit like, oh, Matt's the best. He's the best Star Wars guy ever. <laughs> I'll dedicate the whole fan segment to you. I mean, Whoa, that, it's go. easy. <laughs> Let's see if that happens uh, next week. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be funny. Yeah, the, someone will challenge me. It'll probably be yeah. uh, Greg who snaps, although yeah. he's not in here right now. He's not here today. Uh, Tones, 1138. I know that guy. <laughs> I know what kind of underwear he wears, too. Manscaped That's right. underwear. So he's got, he's got some fresh-smelling testicles, because th- th- <laughs> those Manscaped undies just let those things breathe. Dude, it's, they're so cool. I wore them yesterday to the gym, and it's just like, when you go to the gym, you need something like that that oh, just yeah. like lets you. Well, because it keeps the balls tight, so they're not swinging, and you're not going to get yeah. them. Oh, I, I got a story to tell. I don't think he'll mind me telling this. And he needs to get himself some manscaped boxers. But our boy Hideous, he's a, he's a power lifter, and him and I kind of yeah. chat about that stuff. But apparently, he had 
he was he was I think he was pressing 105 pound dumbbells. So in each arm, 105 pounds. And that that's manly shit. Yeah. But it's either like on a wrapper when he was coming down, he fucking pinched his dick tip. Oh, he pinched his dick tip in between Ow. essentially 210 pounds of dumbbells. Oh, that is painful. <laughs> like I, I, you know, oh, like, hideous. You got to keep that shit locked down. Yeah. Get get I a tight I pair of shorts that on, much. brother. Like my my <laughs> limit right now is like you know I can I can do the the 70 pound dumbbells, 75 pound dumbbells maybe, but uh. Even even with the 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 seventies or the sixty fives, that would still be painful. And you're you're adding one hundred and fives. Yeah, when it, when he typed that over, I mean that that's just some any guy you can pretty much instantly visualize what mm. that probably felt like. That just sounds like I don't even, yeah like you don't even need to to experience the pain oh. to know what it feels like. He's like yeah he's like yeah I mean I, I got basically a blood blister on there now. So, oh. so <laughs> poor little hideous got fucking. Uh, got trash compacted essentially <laughs> like he, he did not have r2d2 to stop that thing from running so the old guy got fucking dinged pretty hard oh, uh, but back man. to tones and I, I put him up here because like i said earlier i was gonna have to address it but he he self-corrected him um but, you know wrecker's brief battle with that lurking wrath tar should have been a dianoga and his apology to omega talk about hitting the feels yeah. Uh, so we did clear it up. It is not a Rathtar. I and mean, like I said, turn on closed captioning and you get a bunch of Dianoga scream, Dianoga roar like that. You know, it's like it's yoga just, flame, yoga fire, uh, <laughs> a little street fire. It's just reference. a water Sarlacc, everybody. That's what <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a and Sarlacc according to Nick, it's a, it's a water Sarlacc. <laughs> there we go. All right, man. So that's, that's the end of the, the fan responses. Now that I have access to the IG, I will try to finish the actual battle bracket this, this week. <laughs> Um, so we should be good to go. Um, but that brings us into our top five oh, yeah. Star Wars fan that's, artist that's features why they of the week. We build it and, and they, they show up not in droves. Not you know. <laughs> and this week we added in our, our fan shot breakdowns and we got a couple. We got one from Lionworks and we have one from one name that is really hard to say. Stalagamithirilil. Sounds we'll good to me. There. Well, uh, I'll hooked on, hooked on phonics worked for Nick. <laughs> so yeah. he, just, he just sounded it out whether it's right or not. So yeah, we're, we're here at our top five just to kind of give the, the spiel here just in case you're new. Uh, we do the top five every week towards the end of our most recent episode and we pull the artists from our Instagram community. So on Instagram, if you want to have your shot featured on our page, we ask you to, you know, we'd love you to give us a follow, but we're not going to require it. Just make sure you tag us at Star Wars Time Show in any of your Star Wars art shots. It could be more than toy photography, real ass paint. We accept those as well. Cosplay, yes. tattoos. It really doesn't matter. I mean, uh, our boy uh, Johnny Osage, apparently he's a motherfucking artist, too. Because uh, he sent over some sketches he's done, and, and I, I love his style of art. It reminds me of this guy. And I would I would imagine some of you have probably heard this guy, maybe over in the UK, but Jake Detonator. Um, he's one of my favorite artists who who uses kind of a, a, a chibi style. Uh, I don't want to say a, a plain or simple style because I've bought so many of his pieces. But anyways, we love all art. It's all about it. Yeah, there you go. Stalagmite Thriller. That works, Joe. Whatever. Something like that. We'll get there. But anyways, to get involved in the Star Wars Time Show Top 5 segment to potentially be featured on the show where we pull up your picture, we talk about it, and sometimes we may gently stroke you off over it. 
at Star Wars Time Show on your Star Wars pieces. Use hashtag Star Wars Time Show and just be yep. patient. Don't come at me because I'm the one you're talking to almost at all times on Instagram. Don't come at me like, hey, I've been sharing. I've been tagging. Well, you probably didn't make it because you haven't quite made the cut yet. All right. Yeah. It's, it's, that's that's you know, nothing that, you know, don't take it personally, but I, I try to curate really good looking work. I do like to find new accounts that might not have all the skills yet, but I'm, I'm still, it's going to, I'm going to be hard pressed to share shitty looking shots. Okay. I'm just going to come out and say it. <laughs> I mean, for example, we don't share any of my work. So you can go look at at Haywood pop. If your work looks like that or worse, it's probably not going to get shared. Okay, so don't come at me like, hey, I'm using it. Are you ever going to like that's that's an instant. Yeah, you're probably not going to get shared. Just be patient. It will come if it's good enough. Yes. All right. So 12 shots a day we will put out on at Star Wars Time Show Instagram. So that's and then 70, 84 shots a week. And you'll only five get picked for the top five. Right. And Nick, Nick is the one that that curates out of that list of 12 shots a day to pick the top five to be discussed on the Star Wars Time Show during our fan segment block. All right, Nick, yes. so let's let's get at it. Who made the grade this week? The, I mean, the first one that made the grade this week is is the great, is one of the greats, and that is Mr. Plastic Action. Yeah, we were, we were just talking uh, about yeah. him last week, I think. Yeah, we were talking about Jax last week, and I mean... 156,000 followers I told on the you. IG. I told you he went I mean, nuclear. Yeah, like I, I can remember not that long ago, Jax was hovering around like the 50,000 mark, which is still super big. But right. now he's like gone stratospheric. Yeah, he's, he's probably made the biggest crossover out of just fucking around this with a hobby and maybe getting a deal here or there to full on pop culture artist i mean yeah uh, you, you don't get to 156 without having some mega accounts expose you to the world which he's had via espn yeah. and his his plastic ballers and all that stuff yeah exactly but so, you can see here with this with this star wars godzilla crossover shot i mean i mean this is beautiful <laughs> shit man like that so you see for those of you on the audio only like basically you have godzilla on hoth and then you have a bunch of the snow speeders kind of <laughs> swarming around him yeah. like they were the ATATs. Um I mean it's just like it just looks so dynamic, it looks so badass, like his posing of the Godzilla is perfect. The the blur effect that he uses on the snow speeders to to really sell that motion and the and like the swarming effect is fantastic. The background, I don't know, like you can tell that the front end of it's practical, the back end, I don't know what it is. But, uh, yeah, he never I mean, goes just full digital. I mean, he, he definitely likes to build sets and sometimes use a, a digital backdrop. So I'm sure he shared it. I mean, he's he's not a stingy uh, toy photographer. But again, is this this is why people like Jack's kind of you know, like I said, crossover in the mainstream. It's it's their their ideas sometimes or what help them to stand out. I mean, if I've always said here, this game is its idea. And execution. Those that have both are typically going to have the larger followings. And, and Plastic Action is 100% one of them. Our boy Jason B. Michael has become one of them. I think he's repping Mezco now, like getting early figures to help them sell them. That's, and that's awesome. how That's how fucking great his shit is. Um, but yeah, I mean, Plastic Action, I, I this is someone I really went on the show. I, I think Spencer has gone on... A vacation like the guy he, you know he got his masters or whatever <laughs> and it's summer break and he's like hey fuck it 
I'm actually going to take a break. Is on vacation. Yeah, he's, not, he's like, I'm just going to fucking take a break. Screw these cocksuckers. They don't need me to find them <laughs> interviews anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, but Jax, I mean, Jax's work here is incredible. Jax, he if you, if you actually own. listen, which I mean, sometimes they say they do. Who knows? Maybe they're just being nice. But if you actually listen, this isn't like a buzzword type of test. I want to interview you. Will you please reach out to me through at Star Wars Time Show or at Haywood Pop and let's get this thing going. Thank you. Yeah, no, that would be really incredible. Uh, Jax has his own shop, of course, so hit the link tree in his description on IG and you can find uh, his store link there where you can buy prints. You can get pricing info on any, any sort of thing you would want from him uh, in terms of size and how it's printed. Um, so yeah, go support artists out there, people. Damn straight. That's what I do. Um, so yes, at Plastic Action, you know them, you love them. If you don't, then go give them a follow at Plastic Action on the IG. Next up, this is from at Jedi Knight Inside. And what we have is an absolutely incredible shot of, this is Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker slicing yep. through and ATSC bad with, ass. Yeah, with his lightsaber, and what you see is basically the 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 ATST completely cut in half, about to fall apart, and then Luke in almost like the superhero pose. Exactly, know, as I was gonna say, knee. he he's doing the superhero land, you know, where they yeah. kind of got the one arm down, they brace themselves. So, uh, you know, again, he's created a scene. It's telling a story. The story to me is that at one point Luke did a Jedi jump up and was like, "Hawaga!" and like. <laughs> rode his lightsaber right through it landed like a superhero and now he's doing the pose the, the iconic basically no look back superhero shot right like yeah exactly there, there's cool there's shit exploding behind him and he's so fucking cool that he's just holding that pose with his saber up like yeah i did that everybody knows that cool guys don't look at explosions or shit <laughs> that they've cut in half so uh, Luke is, is, is fittingly, no, it's uh, a, I mean, at Jedi Knight inside actually creates some really dynamic looking shots. I always like the, the color that they infuse in the effects yeah. work is always good. Uh, they definitely mix, uh, digital with, with practical. The only thing I would, I would recommend, and I don't usually do this, but I've been meaning to bring this up to Jedi Knight just in case they listen. And please, we, we love you. We speak your name. All right. We speak your name. The watermark gets slightly big in your shots to the point where sometimes it takes the focus away from the subject matter. Mm. It's not that bad in this shot, but I've seen others where it's like, do you want us to look at the shot or the watermark? Yeah. This, this is just honest feedback. Your art is fantastic. Let's maybe wash that logo out a little bit or maybe not make it so prominent in, in the field of view. All right. So I know this wasn't in the, the, the fan shot critique and I'm not really critiquing the shot. I think the shot is fantastic. It's just sometimes people get a little uh, overzealous with their watermarks and it, it kind of takes away from the masterpiece. Yeah. Use a little bit of the... Uh opacity feature on that right. uh on photoshop right make, make a little i I, I promise you and, and the, the huge accounts will tell you too people follow for the art not so much the logo right yeah so awesome job at jedi underscore knight underscore inside on ig go give him a follow fantastic work all over the feed 
Uh, next up, I mean, this one's a killer. I actually, I actually picked two shots by uh, this artist this week. I, I can tell you right now, 97 is one of those accounts that has just caught fire pretty much the moment they started because of these very dynamic looking battle yeah. scene shots. I mean, I, I believe 97's already over 10,000, Ten, if not over 11. 10,000. 10, I believe this account has only been up for a year. That's so. Imp- that's so impressive, but the work is impressive. This is at 97 underscore parsecs underscore photography. And like Matt was saying, like the, the incredible growth that this account has seen is because of the incredible quality. Yeah, I, I, I want to make that see. clear because I was one of the first people and I, and I do know IG's algo is fucked up. But I, I've now seen him. I've seen Jason B. Michael all come after me, start at essentially zero and go to five figures very quickly. So while IG's algo is bunk, it is bullshit, it does reward amazing work. All right? Yeah. I can accept that now. I understand. You know what? There, there'd be times I'd put stuff up and be like, this is fucking amazing. And it's, it wasn't. It, it truly was not. It was not at this level. It's not at a plastic action level. And I've, I've finally come to that. Like, it's okay. I understand why some shots don't break 200 or 300. They probably shouldn't. I understand why my account's not growing because I am not doing that dynamic looking of stuff. But I have now seen through multiple accounts, this one being the most recent, if you put the time and effort in and post multiple times a week and you're producing some insane looking scenes, you will be rewarded with a following. All right? Yeah, yeah, rightfully so. I mean, this shot, so the shot that we see here is actually of uh Cologne Commando. Cologne Commando, yeah. That's not even from, a figure. That that's the other thing. This is a a, a custom I think he got from Black Series Customs yeah, who I was gonna say this is from on his on his original post it says that he got it from Black Series Customs. And this I mean this is just a fantastic shot. So if you're one of the people who are who are waiting for the Republic Commando game to come out on Switch or you know you know a, a big fan of that game I mean, this image here is is a is a beautiful one of the clone commandos. It's a trench shot, so it's like a trench warfare shot. You see other clones that are in the trench oh, yeah. with the commando. He's he's got great setups. I mean, he did one when he hit ten thousand, where I mean, he created these massive battle scenes spanning like all of the trilogies of characters, and they're like you know little kind of tongue in cheek fights happening. But I mean, ninety seven underscore parsecs underscore photography. Sometimes yep. post twice a day. I believe po- it feels like they post at least every day. And that's what IG needs these, these, these times. I mean, it, yeah. I can tell you right now. I mean, I, I had a little bit of a following and, and I would see, you know, I'd go up a hundred every six, seven weeks, maybe every two months. But the fact for the past month or so that I, I haven't posted a damn thing, my count's dead. It is dead. It's so dead, bots are jumping ship. They're like, whoa, <laughs> fuck this. Like, th- there's nothing happening here that we could try and, and, and propagandize. So we're leaving too. Yeah. Y- you really do. Like, these days, IG, I think you have to be a daily poster to it, keep a following going and grow it at numbers that you think you should be getting. It definitely rewards um, activity more than anything nowadays. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but the the type of work that you put out is also important. And ninety seven parsecs photography's work is just absolutely mind blowing. So, go give him a follow on the IG. He also has a site, and it's interesting because his 
uh, or he also has a shop and his shop, he basically allows you to um, pick a print that you want. So if like you see a particular image that you like on his IG feed, then he can more than likely turn that into a print for you. Um, so really cool. Click the link in his. I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I, I guess I'm glad that Lucasfilm hasn't started fucking all these people up yet. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess technically I they'd be in their right. I, I, maybe you could claim fair use, but the moment you start making money off of stuff, it gets, it gets a little dicey. Uh, and, yeah. And, 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 I think it's like, I mean, it, it, artistic license is very interesting and I don't know how that applies to things like this, especially considering like for, like for people like savvy or for people like, uh, you know, like super scoundrel stuff like that, who, who are literally just creating these images on their own. It's a little bit more clear. Like you can do that and, and you have artistic license to sell that work because you've created the piece yourself with toy photography. It's, it's even more hard. It's, it's more difficult because like, you're using licensed pieces of of merchandise as a focus. And right. So it, it is interesting that, like, I assume that Lucasfilm is aware that this is happening, and they're just like, you know what? Like, we're going to let these these artists make their art and, and profit from it, which is a good thing. Yeah, I'd say, hey, more power to them. I've just, it's something I've, I've, I've stayed away from. Not that anyone would, would want any of my shit, but it just, it, shit gets dicey. Especially when it comes to Disney and Lucasfilm, yeah, yeah. Sometimes um, when you when you pick up the girl, you completely go invisible. It's kind of neat. Yeah, I it's know. like he is he is using the Force over there with with Windu and his other Jedi masters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next, we got a. Th- th- you do this almost any time now. You you manage to get a first and first. So a first and first wow, at Imperial underscore Troops underscore Optics is one of those first and first. I believe this uh, this is the shot we're looking at now. I. I yes. just featured for the first time uh, this week, and then Nick chose him for the top five. So it's him with the top five. Yeah, I mean, this shot is actually really incredible for a relatively new account. Only sixty posts. I don't know how long they've been posting for, um, but what we see is like a uh, it's a squadron of stormtroopers marching through. Uh, what look it could be the Tatooine desert, yeah, or it could yeah, be another sure. desert planet. Um, one of them is on a dewback riding next to the rest of the squad. And you can tell that they're battle hardened. They're well worn. The figures themselves have, have good, uh, wear on them. Yeah. Um, and I just like the setup and it really does sell kind of like a trekking through the desert. Yeah. It's a, it's a good trooper it. shot. It's a good trooper yeah. shot. I mean, I, I'm always a fan of trooper shots. I, I always have appreciated the aesthetics of the empire over the rebellion and that that carries over into the first order, all that shit. Um, but it's it is it's a good lineup shot, is like I would to call them. And and I like the the posing. I like the slight little tilts on some of their heads. Right, they're mm-hmm. not just all walking straight forward. Um, so so some good posing in this shot. Some good natural atmosphere. It looks like they got that haze going on. Uh, you know, kind of how in the background the dewback is a little more hazed out than the subject in the foreground. I just, you know, the tones of the shot are are very pleasing. You kind of got that that warm feel to it, and you know, just watching bucket heads do their thing and look miserable is is always going to be interesting to me. And 
I do. I feel like these guys, like you said, they, they're either going to a mission or coming from a mission and they look like, when can we take this fucking armor off? Yeah, it's like, exactly. please get me out of this desert. I don't give a shit about droids. I just want to go back to my fucking dorm on the Death Star. Yes, for sure. So excellent shot at Imperial underscore troops underscore optics. Beautiful, beautiful work there. Go give him or her a follow. I don't know if it's a man or a uh, next up, last one for the top five this week is a, is a Matt favorite account. This is at Visual Force, and what we see uh, is a are I mean Phase One clone troopers that are lined up in formation with their captain in front of them. Now, yeah, these are in, in, these are arc troopers, and arc troopers, it's it's okay. Echo. So like the the main guy is Echo. They're actually all Echo, but what Visual Force is doing here is essentially you know he's like the arc arc trooper commander yeah so it's a whole unit of arc troopers that he has personally customized to uh, look weathered this way so these are this is the black series echo somehow okay uh visual force got his hands on a bunch and actually did customizations to sell to people a little too rich for my blood but (laughs) I, i mean as you can see he puts in some great work weathering these figures and yeah i as nick said i i'm i am a fan of that visual force because I, he kind of shoots like me. It's it's the you know kind of the thought out portraits, nice static poses, good lighting to match backgrounds. Not I'm not saying I use good lighting, but it, it's stuff that I like to do. You know, not getting too crazy. Indoor little setups. Just stand your guys there and try to make them as as cool as you can in a more of a portrait type of a shoot. Right. Yeah. Uh, but really, I mean, just what he did to the figures, if you wouldn't, if I didn't tell you those were black series, you could contend that those look like hot toys almost. Right. I mean, the the, the weathering definitely brings a new level of uh, quality to that little piece of plastic, courtesy of at visual force. Yes, indeed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this shot was super good. Uh, it's just so clean, kind of like you were saying, Matt, like the light. Yeah, that, that's what I wanted to say. Like it, visual force to me takes some of the cleanest and crispest shots of Star Wars figures around. Yeah. And it might not be for everyone. It's someone else that does that is Rebel Jawa. You know, like I, I kind of feel like I'm in I'm in their niche where, you know, our focus isn't so much on awesomely detailed dioramas we build. It's more making our shots look clean and the character kind of putting the focus on them. Yeah, Um, absolutely. So good job at visual force. That's the end of the top five. And we'll move into the two fan shot breakdowns we have this week. And while I introduce the first one, after I do that, I'll let Matt take over and I'm going to go take a pee. Look at that. Does anyone else notice that I haven't taken a a piss break in like the past two or three shows? You've been good. I I had like a whole bottle of water during this one, so I gotta I gotta. I'm trying to figure out. The only thing I can think, I'm just keeping him here a little bit so he's gonna piss himself. (laughs) I think it's because in my gym now it's in the garage and it's usually like 78 degrees with no airflow. Sweating it. That I am I am sweating out that excess instead of needing to go potty break on the show. All right, go ahead, take a break. I'll start breaking this one. All right, this one here is from. At Lion Works. Take it away, Matt. All right. Yeah. So at Lion Works, L-Y-O-N-W-O-R-X. And what we got here, hey, this is a shot of that 1-6 scale Chewbacca I was just talking about. So 
this is about the best you're going to get in terms of a Chewbacca figure because it actually has the real hair. It's beautiful. Now, in terms of what we're looking at, if you're not on the live stream, we've got this Chewbacca in a kneeling position. Looks like he's holding a, a detonator or something. He's got his his um, his bow in there. Hey, we can even I can hear Nick taking a leak. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys can too. Uh, but basically, Chewbacca's kneeling down in a forest, looking at a a grenade in his hand. It's a very reflective pose. Um, in terms of critiquing the shot, it, it, it's really not a bad shot at all. Um, I'd argue maybe this should have been more of a, a landscape type of a, a ratio, aspect ratio versus the, you know, four to five type of portrait setup just to allow for more of the scenery to come in. Uh, but overall, I mean, there, there's a, there's, he's got some atmosphere going on here. Uh, you know, maybe you could have turned the, the aperture down a bit to get more of a uh, washed out background, you know, more more of a tight focus around Chewbacca himself. But overall, it, it, it's a pretty good what I like to call a natural light outdoor shot. Well, there goes the toilet flush. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, Greg. I think you just took a shit. I heard the toilet flush down. Um, So there's there's really not a lot to to pick apart in this shot. You know, like I said, maybe you separate Chewbacca from the background a bit so you can get more of that that uh, depth of field look where the background's a little more washed out and you get a, a crisper focus on Chewbacca himself. Uh, and a, a landscape presentation might have offered more to the scene, more elements in the background. But overall, for a portrait-style shot, it's it's not too shabby. Line works. I mean, this is another <laughs> one where you where you people submit to us, and there's there's not a lot of not a lot of things to kind of to poke holes in here. What's your take, Nick? After your little dump, I actually yeah. I got to hear the stream and the flush. So. I think it was. I think it's because I I accidentally on the on the what you call it on the Skype call I have my <laughs> headset microphone instead of my my standard <laughs> desk microphone. Yeah, it's it's good through. when you didn't start you didn't start wheeling one out. It would have been like, <laughs> been like it was good. It was good though. <laughs> it was a solid. It was a solid. Yeah. Boost. So I, anyway. I mean, Nick, like I said, I yeah. There's not a ton to kind of pick apart or, or bash in this shot. I, I argued that you know you, you might have used a little lower of an aperture. You know, like a like a two eight or a three two to kind of make the uh, the background a little more washed out looking, give you that mm -hmm. that depth of field look. But overall, for a you know an outdoor natural light shoot, we got the atmosphere in there. We got a good pose in there. Yeah, I guess you could question what 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 is being told here is Chewbacca. Yeah, like you know, the thermal detonator is like the big question, right? Yeah, like, like is, is, is he, he contemplating? Yeah, exactly. Like is he thinking if he should show it? Did he just pick it up? Was it a booby trap that he is investigating? Uh, that is one thing. Like in terms of the story being told, it's not overly clear. Like why is he? intently looking at a thermal detonator is is yeah. he is he having murderous thoughts and he's about ready to toss it or, <laughs> or he's questioning having murder murderous thoughts is he going to throw it into a, a, an ewok village you know that type of stuff so yeah that that's not clear like the the, the message of the shot isn't that clear but the rest of the stuff i mean it's it's um, pretty well executed no yeah i think uh, overall i do think that this is a well executed and that shot. that is the chewbacca i was telling you about that's pretty much yeah. the only toy that works because of the real hair and it, it is yeah. beautiful it does not look like a melted piece of plastic exactly exactly um 
But no, yeah, I, I'm actually a, a pretty big fan of this shot. But yeah, maybe a little bit more clear in terms of uh, the messaging of the yeah, shot. Yeah, like what is, the, what is the intent of the shot? Like, like what, yeah. what's he doing? Is, is he just, you know, did he, did he sniff a little glue and he can't mm-hmm. really remember why he's holding a thermal detonator? Did, did he eat a, a magical mushroom on the, on the forest floor? And he's like, whoa, what is this? Or he'd be yeah. like, Aah! Yeah, it's one of so, the worst worst Chewbacca growls of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, not a bad shot though from at Lion Works. Yeah. So thank you for your submission. Hopefully, some of the feedback that Matt gave will give you uh, an idea. Yeah, on that, I guess I didn't. I didn't really offer this because I forgot we were doing it. But it, we we're still accepting any shots you would like critiqued on the show. Just go ahead and DM us, and we'll add it to the queue. I guess what I'd add, I'd almost flip it back to what I said earlier. If you are someone that's been tagging or sending us like, hey, did you see this? Trust me, I see it all. I see it all. You don't have to get in front of my face 50 different ways. But if you're someone that feels like, hey, I haven't been featured. I wonder why. That That's a good moment to be like, hey, I'm going to submit one for the critique. Yeah. Then you, you, those are the type of shots I would like to discuss. I'm not going to get in here and take a flamethrower to you. But I'll, I'll give you some good, honest criticism based on my opinions of what I think looks good. Uh, so those of you sending well, w- good-looking shots, that's enough. We, we want to shit on people. We want to talk <laughs> shit about their skills like I talk shit about myself. There we go. All right, that's next one. That's what you one. need to aim for. Next one is Stalagmite Thriller. Thank you, Joe, a.k.a. Klondike Studios, for that correction of my, of my pronunciation. When I look at the, the IG handles, all the letters just run together, especially after I was two and a half hours deep into a podcast plus. So letters and words just don't make sense anymore. But what we have here from Stalagmite Thrilla is a shot of Mythos Obi that, you know. Yes. So before we get into the breakdown, that, right, I told you this one's still more like as we saw him at the end of Revenge of the Sith, right? It, yeah. It's not the same color as the. Yeah, the, uh, the Kenobi leaks we saw is definitely, and it still has kind of like that crisp burn to it. Oh yeah, he's got like he's got like old Jedi sweat on there from hanging yeah. out in the desert. It is this is one of my favorite one six scales. I love this fucking figure. All right, for the shot itself, this is almost opposite of the last one. This mm-hmm. one, I'd argue, you could have opened your aperture up a little bit to get more clear focus around the face of Kenobi. Yeah. Because uh, if you look around this face, and, and I do think the face is pretty clear, but there are hints of blurriness, especially around his fingers holding the, holding the hood back a little bit, that kind of throw the overall focus of the shot off a bit. Um, and, and you can tell this is probably super low aperture because I mean, the background is just completely, yeah, completely blurred out, which is it, you know, it's a nice depth of field. Um, but I, I, I do feel like there, there, there's almost not enough focus here, you know, maybe bump this up to a, a five, six, maybe even as high as a seven or a nine to get. Uh, more focus on the subject because it is such a close-up shot yeah so i think that yeah a little bit more like a little bit more background and then also if you opened up the shot a little bit more it would give you an opportunity to add some atmosphere into the shot too because right now it's like it's a very good like it's a good portrait essentially of kenobi's like face and torso 
But if you had, if you were pulled out a little bit more, you could add a little bit more atmosphere into the shot, which adds a little bit of dynamicism, a little, a little bit more right. realness to it. Um, I mean, and, if you're, if you're, it, it, this is some of the shit I think about, especially when I'm shooting and looking at people's shots. I mean, if you really want me to get anal, where would this Kenobi be with forestry? Right. Think about yeah. that. Like when I shot my Kenobi, I made sure that backgrounds were either blue sky or drab because to me, this version of Kenobi never left. Tat- Tat- I mean, he only left Tatooine when, when Luke showed up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you could argue that the background scene doesn't quite match uh, the character's lore. But like I said, that's really getting down to splitting hairs on Nat's asses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. It's just, I mean, they, they, when you when you have a close-up portrait like this, at least what I like to do, because there isn't a lot of background to pull from for the person looking at it, this is where I'll try to get a little more creative with my lighting and atmosphere. You know, like maybe have uh, dueling lights and get some of the smoke in there to make the backlight pop a bit more. Um, you know, the, the, the shot overall is just kind of, it's, it's a plain Jane portrait. It's not bad, but it's, it's, it's not overly exciting. Yeah. It could, could be a little bit more dynamic. So, um, good start though. I feel like just like with those few suggestions for Matt, it could be like a very dynamic portrait. Of right. And, and I hope everyone, you know, this, this is just honest feedback. This is no hate. I know SW props is saying I'm the toughest critic, probably <laughs> saying I'm a pussy. Uh, trust me, Justin, I've learned my lesson with this fan base that if I even like WWE and kind of ham up being a little bit of a dick, it doesn't, it doesn't go over well with some people. Like they, they get very, uh, upset. <laughs> so I, I'm not gonna lie like at one point in time the intent of this segment was to make it like when I used to break down my own shots and be like this fucking sucks that sucks uh, you know this person's on drugs <laughs> I I, I kind of reconsidered that after the um, Boba Fett Boba Fett massacre of 2020 <laughs> yes, I literally that. had people like uh, I quit I quit you you're mean it's like Jesus alright alright I get it now all I know right. why all these crazy conservatives are always out there. Like, you can't do anything without getting yelled at. It's like, yeah, shit you guys worry about is, is way different than what I was yelling about. But hey, just remember, we're all having fun here. I like to fuck with people. I might cut a promo left and right on someone's face. But it's for the show. I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean. But no, nah, you're, you're all right, SW Props. I, I, could be, I could be a little more hardcore, but it just doesn't seem to um, play too well to this audience. How's that? constructive criticism is what we're going <laughs> yeah because I, I like i said like some of the shots that never get featured those are the people i want to discuss like if i could pick my own fan critiques <laughs> you guys would see like okay here's here's some here's some shit here because uh, there's some stuff where it's like hey people i respect you you're trying but really like you you think this is feature worthy <laughs> like my my kid could do this with it with her Polaroid. So, all right, yeah, good and honest without trying to be mean. That's how we do it here. That's blah how we blah do. blah. All right, man, that's <laughs> it, right? We we let's 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 put one sixty six to bed. Let's that's just fuck. Let's turn the lights off. We do, we do, we 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 do it raw. We go in raw at all times. Just ask Nick. 
We don't we don't believe in raincoats at the Star Wars time show. <laughs> Raw dog for life. Unless there's a company that wants to sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, you know, may get get some of those magnums for my co-host here. <laughs> they call him the beer can. <laughs> uh, actually, I have no clue. So, all right, man, let's let's put this shit to bed because now now that you want pee, it's like the force told me I have to go pee. So it's probably time to wrap it up. But it's been fun. Lots of good stuff to talk about on episode 166 as the Star Wars Time Show. If you need to listen to the announcer and all the topics we went through, we ask you to either replay the live stream on YouTube, probably later tonight or tomorrow morning when it's done processing, or just wait for the podcast platform drop, which almost always happens Wednesday afternoon. So in the meantime, my friends, you know what time it is. It's time to head on over to StarWarsTime.net, just in case you forgot. That is the home base. This is our Lothal. This is our Masasi Temple. All of our content can be found here. The stuff we're going to talk about. If you ever want to know, what are these idiots going to lie to us about this week? How are they going to bore us on Tuesday? Well, StarWarsTime.net will have that information for you. So that's where all our content comes from. That's where the top five gets posted for those that want to see it. And it's also where you can go to find all of our other platforms. Most importantly, though, are the podcast platforms. So please, StarWarsTime.net, click on that subscribe to podcast link or just scroll down. Check out the content. You know, we want you to stay, stick for a while, generate some page views. Don't give us a high bounce rate. Look at the sidebar. You know, you want Apple? We got that. You want Google? We got that too. Spotify, Android, Pandora, iHeart, Stitcher, TuneIn, Deezer, RSS. Hell, we'll even email you the motherfucker. All right? But you, get, you have to go to StarWarsTime.net to subscribe. And we really want you to. All right? Even if you're someone that prefers the live stream, please sub on one of the audio platforms if I have to pick one for you, make it Apple or Spotify. Those are the two main players in the podcast game, whether you, you people want to tell me I'm full of shit or not. But Spotify doesn't fork over $40 million to a Joe Rogan for fun. They, are, they want to be iTunes or Apple Podcasts. So either one of those platforms, both would be great. Sub, let them know through a check. But the most important part after you do that is to rate and review the show, in particular on Apple Podcasts. I would love to go look at it sometime this week and see it beyond the meager 33 reviews we have. I know there are more than 33 idiots that listen to this nonsense. Take the five minutes. It's not even five minutes. Two minutes. Help us out. It's better than money. All right? It's better and holding our hands out. All right, at least the stuff we ask you to do, you, you get something for it, right? You use the code, you got something to mow your balls. There's no Patreons like, oh, give us money, we'll let you listen first. Fuck that shit! <laughs> We're better than that. We need to grow organically. That's how real entertainers do it. No fucking handouts here. But we need the ratings, the reviews. Same on YouTube. If you've watched the show 50 times and you're still not a subscriber, hit that button. And after you hit the button, hit yourself for taking so damn long. All right? There's always time for Star Wars time. You know that. Teach it. Spread the word. 
but you got to do the little things for us. If you're watching this right now, click the thumbs up, leave a comment. Greg, yell at Nick, tell me stupid for not talking about Marvel. Leave a comment. Share it. Link it out. Post it in your stories. That's all we ask. If you love us like you tell us, you diehards, you are the army. You're the street team. We're not going to give you any fucking money because that's how we roll. Nick pays me to talk on the show. So we ain't paying fans to do shit. <laughs> we just want you to help us out. Come on. Spread the word. If you have fun, if you think other people, other degenerates will have fun too, let them know. We want to keep growing. Plus, like we said, we got a sponsor now. We got we to gotta feed that fire. We got to hit that ROI, which means more bodies. We can't just ask the, the, the 10 or 15 of you that supported us to just keep buying boxers and boxers and boxers. Need new fans. Get the word out. StarWarsTime.net. There's always time for Star Wars Time. And besides, if you listen to the Star Wars Time show, the Force will be with you always. Always.